This week we roll out the barrel of 245 Trioxin as we discuss the 1985 cult classic Return of the Living Dead. everybody and welcome to the bloody bits horror show i am your host eddie the axe jefferson and joining me as always is the bert to my ernie tim yoba how are you doing today good sir i am doing very good what's going on eddie oh man we're living the dream this week because we are covering maybe one of my top five zombie movies of all time but tim you can put it in your top five yes we are not alone this week as we are rounding off the month of pride and trying to give a voice to queer content creators and just queer voices around the internet. We are joined by a new friend of the show from the Dreadit Discord, who is also a Twitch streamer. Ladies and gentlemen, Potato, how are you doing today? Brains. I mean, what? Yeah. Hey, how are you doing, my friend? <laughs> What's up, Potato? <laughs> Doing wonderfully, actually. Potato, you're new to the show, so tell us a little bit about yourself. What's uh, what you get down? You, you're on the internet. You're doing some Twitch streaming. What's uh, what's going on, buddy? Eh, not much. I kind of just started streaming again, like for the first time in about five years, give or take, around mm, Thursday or so. That was pretty nice. But I think the best part is just getting to, to just hang out with the community. Even if only one dude shows up, I just appreciate the fact that anyone shows up. Like, I really don't do this for the whole, uh, you know, just showing up to be like, oh, hey, please see my stuff. Yo, show up, show up. No, it's just for enjoyment, you know? Yeah, I mean, if you're going to be playing video games as it is, like, there are just some people that when they have their phone on, they have their TV on or their computer, and it's like, I mean, honestly, oftentimes when I'm watching Twitch streamers, I'll be playing like an RPG on my Switch or something and just kind of listening to them tuning in and chatting with them. So I, I totally, totally get that. It's it's a very interesting uh, form of entertainment. And like one of my favorite genres, I guess, of Twitch streamers are uh, the speedrunners, which, oh my God, I mean that... Yeah, Eddie, you keep talking about you're going to do like a speedrun on like some really obscure game. <laughs> So yeah, that's one of my jokes, Tim, is I, I want to do a speed run of, there was a Dungeons and Dragons fighting game that came out on the PlayStation 1, and I've been checking. There are no speed run records for it currently. Probably a reason. <laughs> Whatever I do, I'm going to be the world champion. Well, no, because you had the great idea with like, you're going to do a speed run of like eight hours. Yeah. You're going to take like a 25 minute break to get something to eat. And then you're going to like come back <laughs> next week. You're like, all right, this thing is not going to do, but I'm only going to take 20 minutes to eat. Yeah. I, I went and I made myself a sandwich. And then the next week I'm going to be like, okay, I have a new strategy. I made my sandwich before I started. <laughs> <laughs> so potato, what kind of games do you stream on your Twitch channel? Uh, it's basically just a mishmash of whatever I got, because where I have Game Pass Ultimate, it gives me a whole bunch, and there's just the games I've found before. Like, recently I started up a new game plus run of Yakuza Kiwami, and that was, that so far is pretty good. The Yakuza I was thinking about, series is so fun. 
Yeah, well, except for Like a Dragon, but that's like the redhead stepchild of the series. Yeah, that just came out on Game Pass. It's very different. I do like it, but it's not a Yakuza game. Yeah, honestly, like, even for a turn-based, I think it's pretty bad. Like, I used to play stuff like Lost Odyssey, Infinite Undiscovery, you know, stuff like that, like on the Xbox 360. Like, those had good... uh, Hold on. Sorry, uh, good turn-based combat, but, like, Like a Dragon? No, it's just... A real swing and a miss, Ryo Gagotoko Studio. Is that like the 6th or 7th Yakuza game? Uh, 7th if you don't count the spinoffs, like the uh, Eastern only, uh, Eastern and Kenzon and whatnot. Or Dead Souls. We'll have to have you back on when we do, uh, I really want to start covering, like, uh, Ichi the Killer and some other kind of the uh, -the over-the-top Japanese horror. I think that some of that is is inspiring into the Yakuza uh, series. So, Potato, you picked for us to cover this week, like I said in the introduction, probably one, definitely one of my top five zombie horror movies, Return of the Living Dead. So what's, why the pick? What's your your history with it? What's up? This was one of the first zombie movies I ever watched, full stop. Like, back when YouTube was still pretty new, before they had all this DMCA stuff and whatnot. You know how they used to have full movies and whatnot on there? Mm-hmm. So there was stuff like Pet Cemetery 2, which, great movie, definitely not a Pet Cemetery film. There was Return of the Living Dead, part 1, 2, and even 3. And there was stuff like that. Like, I, I've seen that movie so many times, you know, Return of the Living Dead, that it's just ingrained into my mind. Like, some of my humor has just definitely been influenced by that movie and some of my horror tastes like it's just honestly my favorite zombie movie how old were you when you first saw it uh probably nine or so oh, yeah take. well they that's see that's about the age that's when movies hit you and those are the ones that stick with you mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. some things hit you a little too hard <laughs> yeah <laughs> what about you tim what's your history with this movie uh, I had to come around on this because I saw this in the movie theaters and when I saw it in the movie theaters, I remember not liking it that much because I was expecting a much more serious movie, figuring that it wasn't, it wasn't like a direct sequel to Night of the Living Dead or Dawn of the Dead, but that was going to be a zombie movie like that. And at that time, I really wasn't appreciating the humor of the movie. I was like a little bit pissed off, I remember, that it wasn't more serious. But then watching it over and over again, I was like, yeah, it's a fun fucking movie, so. Mm-hmm. So I remember renting it back in the day. Uh, again, it was one of my weird, the, the video rental place that just allowed me to rent whatever I wanted to, and we had the unlimited movie rentals. I remember renting it back in the day because I was like, all right, I'm just going through literally everything they have in the horror section from mm-hmm. A to Z. And this one, it stood out to me for so, so many reasons. Uh, <laughs> we'll get to, but... I, I don't know, like, it feels like a proto-Shaun of the Dead, right? It's it's one of the first of the we're doing zombie movies proper, but it's a, it's a, it's a comedy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I said, when I first saw it, that was like what threw me on the movie. Yeah, yeah. I guess I never made the connection to Night of the Living Dead with it. I mean, I get Return of the Living Dead. I mean, it's just one word Yeah, but they mentioned it in the movie. It's within, like, the fucking first three minutes they're talking <laughs> about Night of the Living Dead. Is it one of those things, Tim, where, like, you start watching it and you just are reminded of this other movie and you just start thinking about the other movie? 
Yes, as soon as they, it's, that was probably, you, you, I think you hit the nail right on the head. I think when I saw this movie, probably had the smoke of my ass off before going into the movie. Oh, no, wait, back then you could smoke in the movie, days, as long as you were in the back row. And then as soon as they invoked Night of the Living Dead, and then once the comedy started, I was like, no, come on, that's not right. It's not supposed to be comedy. It's supposed to be real zombies. Yeah, I, 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 I follow that, like, but... I, I don't know. I guess maybe it was just because I was going through so many horror movies at the time that I just, I was like, fuck it, whatever. I just watched Black Roses. Like, this is, this is great, you know? Uh, so, Potato, are you, in general, like a horror fan? What, what, what are your favorite kind of uh, horror movies? I'm a, sort of a mix. I can go for Super Siri. Yeah, Super Siri. I apologize. Uh, sorry, Super Serious. That's okay. Your phone just turned on. Yeah. Huh? Uh, what do you mean? Siri. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> Sorry about that. My brain just went way, it's all good. way dead. <laughs> no, I like, I like a good horror movie, but like when it comes to that, it's got to be either really funny, like Return of the Living Dead, while still having that bleak, like really, really bleak, like it does, or it's got to be way over the top, like Evil Dead, or as I like to call it, that poor bastard never gets a break. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> poor Ash. Yeah, or stuff like that. Okay, so you're a little like you're you're really into the kind of splatter gore, but with a comedic twinge to it. Or I'll watch stuff like uh, Suspira or anything like that. Like I just love a good movie as long as it's done right. I'll even watch B movies. Like there's this zombie film I saw a while ago from 2014 called The Other Side. It's a B movie, and in my opinion, unfairly panned. The Other Side. Never. You know, I've never seen that. I'm gonna have to take a look at that because. Well, see, I think that's the problem also is because there's just so many zombie movies now that even if there's a good one, it's just going to get lost in the shuffle of, like, 18 different fucking zombie movies coming out. Yeah. Like, I still need to go see One Cut of the Dead, which has a 100% by the viewers, not the critics, on Rotten Tomatoes. Holy shit, what the fuck is wrong with that movie? That's impossible. It's incre the, the premise is incredible, which is that it's, it, first of all, the budget was $25,000. It's Japanese, and the, the idea is that it, they're making a zombie movie, and in the middle of them making a zombie movie, the zombie outbreak occurs. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Interesting meta uh, horror, but... Kind of like Diary of the Dead, though, isn't it? Oh, I hate that movie. Oh, well, I didn't say I liked that movie. I just said it's kind of <laughs> like that movie. Yeah, that's, that's when, you know, George should have stopped. Until he could I... get the budget to do what he wanted, don't do those fucking movies. A little bit of the, the concept of the, the production and the background here of Return of the Living Dead. The roots of it are uh, John Russo, who helped Romero uh, create Night of the Living Dead, Russo kind of retained the rights to any of the titles that featured Living Dead and mm -hmm. wrote a novel, which was Return of the Living Dead. They were going to do this together, apparently. Then Romero moved on. He's like, all right, I'm going to do Dawn of the Dead. I don't need Living Dead. It's just going to be the dead. So screw off. Then Russo tapped producer Tom Fox, planned to bring Return of the Living Dead into a film directed by Toby Hooper, of all people, and made 3D. Hmm. Thank God Hooper backed out of it and went on to make Life Force. And Dan O'Bannon took the reins for Return of the Living Dead. 
Now, Dan O'Bannon. Which is a great name. Just rolls off your tongue, right? Mm -hmm. First of all, completely inspired by the old Tales from the Crypt EC comics with the character design for the, the zombies in here, and it shows, right? And this man wrote the screenplays for the Alien series. Wow. Yeah, I mean, insanity, as well as Total Recall and in, in so many, so many more, right? A little, bit, a little bit extra on top of that, this is the film that started the trope of zombies specifically eating brains, because before it was just eating human flesh, as well as this was the first appearance of the fast-moving running zombie. See, that might have been another thing that turned me off at the time. Yeah? Yeah, I was a purist with zombies. You know, zombies are my favorite uh, genre of movies, and Night of the Living Dead and Dawn of the Dead are my two favorite movies of all time. So probably when this movie came out, Teenage Yobo was like, hey, this is kind of shitting on those movies. I don't like this. Zombies aren't supposed to run or talk. Potato, what's your zombie preference? Do you like the fast-moving rage zombie, or do you prefer the slow, shambling zombie? That actually depends on my mood. Like, sometimes I'll be like, yeah, traditional. Or then I'll just be like, Rage Zombie? Sign me up. As long as it's not Army of the Dead. Screw that movie. <laughs> I got about, like, maybe... I don't even think I got really... I think I got in just as, like, they had the, like, the first zombie account. And I'm like, eh. Yeah, 28 Days Later did it pretty well with the Rage yeah, Zombie. Yeah, that was a good movie, too, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And... But they really weren't zombies in that movie. No... That's that's true. Same as uh, um, a lot of people will make the argument that Cronenberg's Rabid is a zombie movie, but again, they're not the reanimated corpses. They're infected. <sighs> yeah, you have to be dead, and then you come back, and you have to eat flesh. That makes you a zombie. Mm -hmm. You found me saying something that could probably be considered slightly heretical to this genre. I actually liked World War Z. All right, show's over. <laughs> so, so I haven't actually seen the World War Z movie. I, I read, and by read, I mean listen to the audiobook of World yes, War Z. Yes, the audiobook is incredible, yeah. One of the best, yeah. Um, Tim, World War Z, not that great? Uh, having read both and listening to that book many, many times, when I heard it was going to be Brad Pitt, as soon as I heard Brad Pitt was going to be in it, I was like, all right, they're going to fuck it up because there's no way Brad Pitt's going to be just uh, protecting the bridge for two, three fucking scenes of a movie, and then that's it. That was it. He had to be the star in the movie, and it went downhill from that. See, Okay, Potato, did you, did you read or listen to the audiobook, or did you just come into it kind of fresh? I came into it kind of fresh. I had no awareness about the book until, like, I'm not even joking, uh, last year or the year before. Mm, okay. So that makes sense. Then, Tim, maybe your expectations were a little oh, bit yeah, tempered. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Look, no, I, I 100%, you're right. If I never read the book and I saw this, I won't say it would be a great movie, but it would probably be a lot better than what I would say now after having read the fucking book and listened to the stories over and yeah. over again. See, this is me with The Walking Dead. Like, I got into the, the graphic novels a little bit. And and then uh, once they introduced Negan to the graphic novels, I kind of tuned out of them. But then I tried watching the series on AMC, and I just, I don't know. For whatever reason, I just couldn't. So I get it. AMC never should have gotten that show. It should have gone to HBO or someone like that. Oh, 100%. 
as rough as that world is for the, the Walking Dead, they, yeah, AMC never could have accomplished it properly. Totally agree. Yeah, but that's when AMC had the big bucks because they had Breaking Bad and Mad Men. Yeah, true, true. They got real lucky with Breaking Bad, man. They got real lucky with uh, uh, Mad Men. That was the thing that fucking put them on the map. If there's no Mad Men, there's no Breaking Bad. So, first of all, Tim, we've got a couple of all-stars in this movie. I'm going to start out with Clue Gulager Mm -hmm. as Bert. But, Tim, you might remember him from a very recent episode of our show, Nightmare on Elm Street 2. That's right. The father with the bird. The father with the bird that caught on fire for no good reason. (laughs) And just assume that all of a sudden his son must have put an M80 up that bird's ass. (laughs) That's funny. What a weird assumption to be. Yeah. And, oh, my God. What a great, what a great performance. He was actually the last person that they cast and another weird kind of production note on this everybody similar to reanimator had two weeks to come in and rehearse together except for clue he he came in immediately like following all their rehearsals to play i mean what could be considered maybe the second protagonist's role yeah he's a pretty major part of the movie I mean, he owns a fucking business where the whole thing takes place, right? Yeah, I mean, this is this is really the the Burton Ernie show, right? <laughs> Which also that was unintentional, by the way. Having these two men named Burton Ernie, how can that be unintentional? <laughs> Sesame Street's been around long enough. Right? I know, I know. There was a documentary that was actually made on on this, and it's available on YouTube. It's like an hour and 45 minutes. It's longer than the movie. And uh, they, they interview most of the people involved. But, but sure, the writer-director says, like, yeah, I never didn't even think of it. Okay. That, was, that was just their names. The cut of Return of the Living Dead I saw today was an hour 45, funnily enough. Like, it was oh. a weird cut. What was the cut that we, how long was the one that we watched, Eddie? 90 minutes solid. Okay. Yep. Maybe there's more dancing in that cut? God, I hope so. <laughs> oh, some of the best parts of it. So now we uh, we go over to the Ernie to the Bird. Don Kalfa didn't really do a lot of other acting, though, unfortunately. But I do have a couple of interesting notes on the character of Ernie. Tim, I don't know if you uh, did any looking into him. Uh, is this the uh, the old man who's showing the kid uh, the ropes? No. So that would be Bert. Ernie. Okay is uh, his friend who works at the crematorium. Oh, yes, yes. This guy's been probably in, like, every TV show. With yeah. those kind of eyes, you know, he's like always like a criminal, something like that, Don Calvin, right? yeah. He's... Yeah, he was a good-hearted criminal who just got caught up in it all. He, he I mean, so he was in Weekend at Bernie's. Uh, he was also in the movie Stay Tuned. I mean, but but yeah, he, he, he did some of the older television stuff. He was in Kojak. And I have some questions about uh, his character in this movie. What, uh, yeah. What he might be uh, like, like, I don't know, like what kind of flags he might have hiding in his closet when he gets home. Yeah, there's some problematic history with his character that we'll cover when we get to it. Uh, then we have Tom Matthews, who plays Freddy. The uh, initiate who we, you know, clues uh, Bert is kind of he teaching just looks the ropes like a Van to. Patten a little bit, doesn't he? A little bit, yeah. But Tim, 
this guy's a little bit of horror royalty. He played Tommy in Friday yes. the 13th, part six, Jason Lives. Mm-hmm. Well, that was after this, right? Yeah, that was actually after this, and not one of the better Friday the 13th, I would say. No, but still pound for pound better than all the Nightmare on Elm Streets together. That's a mm. hill to die on. Yeah. That's, <laughs> pound you for can, pound. You, you can plant whatever flag you have on that hill, <laughs> Tim. I don't know if I'm going to follow you there necessarily, good sir. I'll watch from my lawn chair. <laughs> I would say Friday 1 through 3, probably, probably one of the more solid slasher uh, 1 through 3 mm-hmm. setups. 6, I don't know. But but by yeah, the way, but then he, Jason X makes it. That brings it. Th- Jason X brings that average all the way right back up. I love Jason X. Is that the one with the holographic? You want to smoke pot, girl? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's Jason in outer space. He gets nanobots. It's so great. I love uh, that movie. Uh, and the sexy, uh, the sexy sex robot. <laughs> That kicks his ass. (laughs) I mean, it's a Jason fan movie that was made into a Jason movie. It's perfect. So then we uh, cut to Beverly Randolph, who played Tina. And she has a little bit of a weird history. She did a couple of B-movies back in the day, stopped after this was made, and then kicked back up in 2015 and has been doing some more, kind of at the horror resurgence that we're seeing now. Mm-hmm. Kicked back up and is doing some more B-horror movies recently. So, you know, good for her. Yeah, good for her. That's all. Mm-hmm. John Philbin, who plays Chuck, no relation to uh, Regis. But Tim... <laughs> is that the guy who uh, looks like <laughs> Captain America before he took the super soldier serum? <laughs> A deflated Captain America? Yep. <laughs> Oh, God, it's like when it's uh, around Halloween and you go out in the morning to go to work and you see somebody's, like, big, inflated monster Grim Reaper that they have out front and they've just, like, let the air compressor go off and it's just kind of half limp hanging uh, in the front of the I don't know arc. what that is, Eddie, because I live in New York and something like that would be, A, either stolen or shot or stabbed at least 25 times before I even woke up the next morning. I don't know where that or what that is because I live in a place with less than a thousand population. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. Now we have a new uh, reason for the podcast. Potato, where do you live? Maine. Ooh. Okay. There you go. So you're a big Stephen King fan? Not really. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think the only thing of his I like is the Green Mile. Well, actually, no, I like Maximum Overdrive just because of Ken Forey, but other than that, meh. Give me a Green Mile any day. You just, uh, Tim's head just exploded, by the way. No, look, I will say I like mostly his earlier stuff. Uh, There is a period, I think, around the 2000s where I think when he tried to rush the ending of the Dark Tower series, that's when he started going downhill. And now every once in a while, some of the books that he has come out, that's pretty good. But for the most part, I like the older stuff. I did just see that uh, Edgar Wright is going to be remaking The Running Man. Oh, okay, so we're going to get the real running man. Okay, good. That worries me. That, uh, okay, so the running man was fun. And it's probably, I would say, number one on the list of Arnold Schwarzenegger's one-liners movies. I'd agree. True. I feel like it could have been done better. I- I'd agree. I'm just more leery about Edgar Wright. 
Oh, okay. I I guess I could see that. So who do you who do you have then pick to to do the Running Man remake? I think it's perfect as it is. I'd buy that for a dollar. <laughs> Honestly, I just love that movie so much. Like I think it's genuinely probably the best from the time and to remake it would just be a real injustice to how good the film was. Well, we know how much Hollywood hates doing injustices to movies by not remaking them. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. It's totally <laughs> not an intensive care unit at this point. Well, I think I heard that they're doing the long walk. What? Maybe just take the long walk out to the exit. <laughs> so yeah, John Philbin, uh, Tim, you might remember him. He was Nathan from Point Break. Oh, uh, okay. Point sure. Break, by the way, in the pantheon of the bloody bits, another hard dicked movie. The original one, right? The ori- yeah. The uh, the other one, sure. the know. remake doesn't exist, Tim. <laughs> oh, it exists. No, it does not exist, Tim. I think what we should do, if we do that movie, we should do them side by side as a comparison. Oh, see. God, no, no. So, Potato, if you, you're kind of new to the show, we have another feature that we do that are hard-dicked movies. They have nothing to do with horror, generally. Uh, it's just like Crank, Crank 2, Shoot 'em Up. You know, the best movies. Okay. Zero story, you know? <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. some of them that we're going to be doing are going to, one of them's going to have a really nice story. Okay, good story okay. To it. Fair point, fair point. Yeah. Some of them will, but I think Point Break might be up on that on that uh, uh that shelf, Tim. It was a good movie when it came out. I'm not I'm not saying anything bad about that movie at all. So then, we have Jewel Shepherd who plays Casey. Now, Jewel Shepherd was a stripper. To be fair, that is where the writer and director Dan O'Bannon met her. Was at a strip joint. Wow, so there's hope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I went through the rest of her filmography, and I looked up some of her credits, Tim, and here they are. Present Girl. Cigarette Demon Girl slash Sexy Girl at Table. Ooh, shit. Sexy and she'll give you cancer in the long run. Yeah. Hooker. And she did a short with people where they found out they were eating ice cream that was made out of breast milk. She was the person at the restaurant whom uh, the breasts were milked. Wait, they really gave people breast milk ice cream? They didn't just, like, give them ice cream and then just, like, tell them it was breast milk? No, this was, it was fiction, Tim. This was not real. Ah, okay. All right, I thought it was a documentary. I mean, after saying Rat and Link, nothing would surprise me. Yeah, 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 that's a good like, point. Like a jackass thing, right? <laughs> hey, yo, this is Jewel Shepherd, and this is give somebody my titty milk <laughs> as a yogurt. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's I don't think that's how it worked, Tim. Miguel Nunez, a spider. He is fucking awesome. Incredible. By the way, this man homeless at the time didn't tell anybody he was homeless, right? Just this was like his second thing he ever was in. He was an extra uh, in a movie. Besides a cardboard box. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, besides a Maytag box. Exactly. Tim went on, though, to have a hell of a career 136 credits with five more that are in production today. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, goddamn, in the film industry, that's, I mean, look, he's not a leading man. But he's there. He's a working he's, man. That's what counts, right? You're goddamn right. He's cashing paychecks, and that's all that matters, right? 
I like him because he was an enchilada guy. Then we have Brian Pekka-Skuz. That's about it for him. And finally, Linnea Quigley is trash. Who, Tim? Mm-hmm. Of course you remember from Sorority Babes at the Slime Ball Bullarama. Yes, I remember her very well. Playing the badass five-foot-two spider. Got a lot of spiders in the movies. What's up with that? That's, yeah, huh. Well, I guess when you're in horror movies and you're hanging out with gangs, there's always going to be somebody named Spider. She loves hanging out with punker gangs or being a punker and being named like Trash, Spider, etc. But originally, this character was not intended to be named Trash. She was supposed to be named Legs because Jewel Shepard, initially who plays Casey, the stripper, was supposed to play Trash. She said, you know what? I'm tired with being naked. I'd rather be... Casey, who's never naked in the movie. Then the next girl that they cast to be trash got pregnant. Oh, well, walking around the set naked all the time like that. (laughs) Oh, God, especially with that dude playing suicide. Am I right? (laughs) Then you cast Lydia Quigley, who's five foot two, and it's like, I I don't think we can call her legs anymore. (laughs) She still has legs. She's like the size of R2-D2. Let's call her Trash. Is that true for Trash Can? Oh, God. But again, love her. She's been in so many horror movies, so many B-horror movies. And I mean, she's just kind of a, a, a fixture in the horror community. Very comfortable with her nudity in this movie, by the way. I was going to say, that probably helped a lot, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Had no problem with that. And that full frontal scene, like... That was not full genital. There was something covering that, partly. Oh, no. Thank you, Potato, because I was going to say, as far as I know, that might be the first time that I ever thought I saw a shaved bush. <laughs> Indeed. So I did look up the notes behind that. But like, po- that shit is fucking punk rock. But Potato, if you've got the notes, go for it. I ain't got shit. I just saw that and was like, what the fuck is that? I, I, I've I been pouring over that trying to figure that shit out, and I still can't figure it out. Okay, so what happened was initially she was doing this full frontal, and as it was back then, Tim, mm-hmm. women generally didn't shave. That's right. So she had um some hair down there. But it wasn't pink? Yeah. <laughs> It was. It didn't match the drapes. That's right, Tim. It's going to so, ruin the illusion. <laughs> so they're like, cut. No, so what they said was like, oh, my God, the producers are going to be here tomorrow. They can't see that. Go back there and shave that. Wait, hold on, Eddie. Why do you think the producers were showing up tomorrow when they were supposed to be filming that scene? <laughs> That's why they were, oh, my God. Of course. I can't believe this movie didn't get defunded right then after that shot. <laughs> Wait a minute. You mean I don't get to see your pussy? <laughs> Never mind. No money. Fuck this, I'm out. No, they're not showing up when fucking slime oily guy is getting his shots done. They're yeah. not showing up for the half dogs or anything like that. This is the <laughs> day they're showing up. Yeah, yeah, that's the day they chose to be on set. So they're like, no, no, this is egregious. Go shave your pussy. So she does. And she's like, that That was the part of it that bothered me. She comes back and they're like, this is worse. <laughs> Wait a minute. Now we can literally see everything. Yeah, because so- it wasn't a thing back then. Right. So then the people that work in the props department were like, all right, here's what we're going to do. We get a G-string, right? We'll cut just the front portion of it out. We'll make that in rubber, and then we'll just glue it on. 
Is that why it's a little shiny sometimes? Yeah, she's got a Barbie doll crotch, sir. Okay. So she might have started the whole uh, Brazilian wax thing, right? Because the Brazilians, they leave a landing strip up there. This was nothing. That's true, yes. Well. Yeah, they, they leave, a, they leave a, a little Hitler mustache, which <laughs> our previous discussions about uh, uh, Ernie, he might have enjoyed that. So we're going to round it up with Mark. And Tim, I'm going to try to pronounce the last name. I'm sure it's somebody you grew up with. Mark Venturini. No, it doesn't end with it. Oh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Just, it's a massive vowel movement, so I had to assume, you know. No, Vinko's easy to say. Come on. <laughs> this guy plays Suicide. By the way, this actor was six foot seven. Massive man. And... Everybody on the set said he was the sweetest, coolest dude to work with. Total, like, teddy bear of a man. But sadly, he, uh, he left us pretty young because he had leukemia and did not tell anybody. Damn. Yeah, too bad, because uh, Suicide was a fun dude. So while he was doing this movie, he had leukemia? Not, like, after or anything like that? Holy shit. Yeah, during the film, he was suffering and going through treatment. Uh, yeah, and, and that's the big punk dude with the chain through his nose to his mouth yeah. that was freaking out on everybody. With the car that fucking has his name spray painted on it. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Once you spray paint your car, you're kind of like locked in. That's very true. You can't go resell. It's like having custom plates on your car that say like Dr. Dick, and then you're trying to sell it to somebody. You're like, look, man, I'm a urologist. What am I going to do? Well, you don't have to keep the license plates if you buy a car, right? That depends on the state. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's true. So, Tim, you're going to have to be Dr. Dick if you buy my car. <laughs> that's better than buying the Ass Man car from Seinfeld. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So, in uh, Chico, California, where I lived for a little while, there was a guy who was a specifically a lawyer that got people out of DUIs, right? That was his entire steez because that Chico, California is a party <laughs> school town. Like, there's a King of the Hill joke on it, where uh, Connie, you know, the Khan's daughter, that they're, they're stereotypically Asian and trying to push her to go to a really good school, right? Well, she goes to the wrestling team, and she's fucking around, and they're, like, disappointed in her. They're filming her, and she says, I'm going to go to a party school, Chico State, woo! Yeah, that's literally, it's a joke, how okay. bad chico is so there was a, a dui lawyer there whose license plate tim was dui king real scumbag lawyer huh can you imagine unless you're a lawyer having the license plate dui king can he really complain when he gets like pulled over <laughs> 22 times going to the store <laughs> Though it would be very funny to find out where they're putting up the DUI checkpoints, stone cold sober, and just being like, why did you pull me over, officer? Uh, we have reasonable cause. Why? Your fucking license plates, asshole. I, it's a do a king, because I want to have sex with a king. <laughs> Wait, is he one of those lawyers who like tells people that they can put a piece of paper up? On that fucking window and just like broke blow through a DUI without oh, having to stop God. or take the test. Yeah. One of those guys that the the YouTube video lawyers that's like 
I'm a traveler. I'm a sovereign citizen. I've seen plenty of videos where that shit fucking works, where they just tell him, like, all right, get the fuck out of here, go. Like, I've actually seen a video on that, basically. Like, that shit was abolished in the 1800s. To say you're a sovereign citizen is to say you're a fucking idiot, apparently. Like, from everything I've heard. Yeah, but you know what it is? It's uh, a sovereign citizen and I'm white. So, it's okay. Yeah. Don't worry. <laughs> it's very true. If you don't pass the paper bag test, you don't pass the sovereign citizen test. Uh, so I think that's about it for the background here. And the cast, unless anybody has any other notes, I think we can cut to the movie Breakdown. Break it down! Yeah, let's go. <laughs> we are greeted at the beginning of this movie with a title card that lets us know that everything that happened is 100% real. All of the names of the people involved are real and the organizations. So this is a true story because otherwise they could go to jail for this, Tim. Yeah, that's right. It's like This is like when they say based on a true story once heard by. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is like when Trump used to say, People have been saying, I've heard. <sighs> yeah, glad we don't have to listen to that fucker anymore. Cut to Louisville, Kentucky. Does anybody have a southern accent in this movie? No. Okay. Nope. This is Louisville, Kentucky by way of uh, Berkeley, California. <laughs> this is not Louisville. Yeah, I just thought it was an odd place to set the movie, right? Yeah, it's a weird pick for it. I guess because the idea is supposed to be this is kind of a dust bowlish like rundown yeah, place. Yeah, all right, yeah, all right, that'll make a little bit sense. Yeah, okay, I gotcha. Yeah, yeah, but it's actually filmed in Bakersfield. Uh, so we start off at this medical supplier, You Need a, and their slogan, You Need It, We Got It. <sighs> I had a You Need a joke, but that's all right. You beat me to it. Reminds <laughs> me of Evil Dead. Shop smart. Shop smart. So we find out that Unita provides universities with corpses, which, I mean, that's, you know. It's a good business, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the customers. Low overhead. Uh, low overhead. The customers can't complain, you know. So they're selling these corpses to students so that they can learn for experiments. And also they do uh, dead animal corpses for vets, which we'll, we'll come to here in a minute. And in the lab, we've got Frank. And Frank is teaching Freddy, the new employee. They're walking through kind of like, he's like, yeah, there's uh, this is, we have them alphabetized. So A for adult, F for female, M for male. By the way, all these corpses are coming from India. And uh, you know what's weird about that is some of them have, like, perfect teeth in their heads. How many people you know that die with perfect teeth in their heads? This is true, right? Yeah. So this is actually a reference. Uh, the writer-director of this movie worked with H.R. Geiger, obviously, on the set of Alien. And Geiger wanted real human skulls to use as reference for some of his monster design. So they ordered real human skulls from India. Wow. Holy shit. Yeah, you used cool. to just be able Everything to do that. Everything is getting fucking outsourced. Look at that. <laughs> God damn. Buy American skulls. Come on. Uh, you can. If you go to the Boneyard website, they actually still sell uh, human bones. Just but walk that... in my backyard. I'll do it for free. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. But that, that could be some of old H.H. Uh, H. Holmes' old stuff. But no, India stopped exporting skeletons to America in 1987 because there was a little bit of a controversy 
that came out that potentially there was some grave robin. Uh, I was going to say they can't exactly prove where they were getting those skeletons from. Yeah. The other issue, though, is that it's more popular in India, unless you're wealthy, that bodies are burned and thrown in the Ganges. Yeah, that's I was going to say that's like that's like the big thing, right? Mm hmm. So maybe people were just getting straight up fucking killed for their bones back in the 80s. Uh, yeah, because like you said, unless you were like rich, you got burned up and thrown in the Ganji River. So right. Why would rich people need to sell their relative skeletons to make some extra money? And if you're a grave robber, are you really going to go out and fuck around trying to go to these wealthy areas to get dig up bones? From where they're buried, or are you just gonna go dredge them out of the Ganges? I think that depends whether or not you're in a poor sequel reboot of a good movie. True. <laughs> <laughs> Very good point. So yeah, uh, Bert leaves, and uh, he's the the owner of this uh, this warehouse because it's Independence Day, and he wants to go be home. But before he leaves, he tells everybody like they they gotta stay a little you know a little late so that they can. Finish up, close up shop. You know how it is. The boss, he he gets to take a couple. He always of liberties. leaves early on the three day weekend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Frank's showing Freddie around. He's like, "All right, so we got prosthetics here. We got uh, bifurcated dogs for some reason." And he says, "But we got something real cool down in the basement. Let me tell you about it." See, the army they uh, they forgot some of these caskets with some living dead inside of them and he says and by the way you ever see night of the living dead and tim this is where you you tuned out this is where i was like oh shit okay here we go yeah he says well apparently that was inspired by something that really happened you see this uh this toxic substance called trioxin 45 uh, that was leaked out and it seeped into the soil and it went down into this morgue and well all of these uh, dead bodies down in the morgue started shaking around like they were alive, and they had to take care of it. So the army, you know, they uh, they solved the problem. And then doesn't they caused really, ten more problems. Doesn't really say how they solved the problem. But unfortunately, they accidentally shipped a couple barrels with these corpses to us, because they're the army. Yeah, military army in movies should just not. Yeah, I've so... never seen a movie with a good army in it. <laughs> uh, from my limited experience in working with different uh, departments of the DOD, you're better off not dealing with them. I'll just my say. question is, why would they keep them? <laughs> That's a very good point. <laughs> gotta ship the flunkies somewhere. If anything, they should be like, there's gotta be a reward, or at least you're gonna get like a tax break that year for returning fucking zombies to the fucking army who lost them. That's like finding the nuke that they dropped out of an airplane. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, why? Well, that, that's a very good... I, I mean, I don't know. I guess, like, so you can show your friends, maybe, because that's what's See, going on this here. this is the way my paranoid brain works. If I'm this guy, if I'm Freddy, I'm like, all right, I'm getting hazed right here, right? He's just fucking with me. Yeah. But he yeah. buys into it. One, two, three. And by the way, this uh, trioxin was inspired by Agent Orange. Tim? No, 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 you're wrong. Oh, okay. Paraquat. Because oh, I think he says yeah. that at one point it was something that the government made to spray to kill marijuana. And that was Paraquat, because I remember it very, very well in the 70s, even as a little kid. 
that they was it was supposed to like if you smoked pot that had paraquat on it, it would give you cancer. Yeah, and in the Big Lebowski, he calls Jeff Bridges calls the Big Lebowski a human paraquat. See, and there's I because I remember probably the funniest last thing that Chevy Chase ever did was on Saturday Night Live when he did a story on the news about that, and he said, "So if you're worried." Send all your marijuana to Saturday Night Live, and we will test it and let you know whether or not it's okay to smoke. <laughs> so, okay, so that's interesting because the name of the company that made this chemical trioxin forty-five or two four-five, they're called Dowd, and I know that. And that's Dowd. Yeah, that's Dowd. Yeah, Dowd Chemicals. Chemical. They made Paraquat as well because they also made Agent Orange. Oh, what a wonderful company. Yeah, Dow Chemical, ladies and gentlemen. This episode is brought to you by Dow Chemical. By the way, there's a, a fun little cameo that we have in the background on the calendar in this scene, Tim. Go ahead. Oh, no, Tim, you're the guy that usually notices the uh, salt and pepper shakers, things like that. I thought you were going to pick this one up. I was probably taking a note when that happened because I would notice something on the calendar. What? Because I noticed there's a bunch of like nudie pictures all over the goddamn place. Yeah, so, like, so there are nude that's pictures. That's an old-timey thing at Jobs. Yeah, so there are nude pictures of Vanessa Williams on the calendar. Oh, shit. Wait, she had a calendar? Yeah, well, she didn't really. I think they cut and pasted this out from uh, Penthouse. But for our younger listeners, Vanessa Williams was a previous Miss America who was stripped of the title of her posing nude. Wait, the first black Miss America. Yep. And she was there for like three months before she had to fucking surrender her title because of those fucking nude photos. Yeah. So too bad. Then Freddie is getting freaked out as Frank is weaving this tale, you know, telling him all about, oh, you know, the dead bodies returned to life. We've got them. They're here. And just as he's got them in the grips of his story, the phone rings. And it's such a great, like, well done. Normally I hate jump scares. It's a great jump scare, though, because it's a telephone, and it's not somebody throwing a fucking cat at somebody off screen, right? <laughs> right. Right. Oh, God. And it's Linda. It's Frank's wife. And she's like, hey, uh, you know what? I'm going to talk to you about dinner. Are you going to be home soon? He's like, yeah, yeah, I'll be home, whatever. And and this is the first of a couple of scenes of, of women getting mad at men for working for too long and uh, wanting to serve them dinner, as we'll see in just a minute. So Frank says... Yeah, I'll be home in a minute. I gotta, I gotta do something real quick. Bye. Click. Says, "Hey, Freddie, you want to go see the corpses?" <laughs> and I'm like, "No, this is Freddie. You didn't sign up for this, man. Get out." No, come on. If you're this stupid fucking teenager, who's he's probably high, right? Of course, he's gonna want to see this shit. Potato. Well, I, you... I, I would just be uh, careful because I'd be think this is gonna be a hazing job. This is the joke that they play in all the new guys. Yeah, potato. You want to go see the corpse? This is your new gig. Fuck no, someone told me to do that, I'd probably get my hit ringer to the FBI or something like that. Like, yeah. that's some Ted Bundy shit right there. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, hey, but look man. at the place that you're working in. It's not like you're working at Dunkin' Donuts and the, and the manager's like, hey, you want to see the dead body we got downstairs for 30 years? This is what this is yeah, your job. Yeah, come on, army or any of that? Like, based off a real story? Like, I wouldn't be like, oh yeah, hey man, bring me to... No, I'd just be like, 911. Well, I'm sorry, Potato, we shit, know man. that this is a true story, so <laughs> Freddy did want to go downstairs to see the zombie. Eh, the only thing good from Kentucky is the fried chicken anyways. <laughs> and the bourbon. 
Yeah, true. No, Tim, dude, in this situation, this guy's going to be dunking your donuts into the fucking barrel downstairs, man. Like, this guy's going to kill you. No, see, the, the way that my mind works, I'm thinking that the boss is downstairs, and he's probably going to jump out, and they, like I said, they're going to have a big fucking joke about it where they scare the shit out of the new guy. Yeah, only he doesn't. They go downstairs, we see these barrels that have an 800 number on the side. It's like, hey, if anything goes wrong, just call this 800 number. And I thought this was a bold move because 800 numbers back in the day, we used to be so bored. I don't know about you, Tim, but we would call numbers that we saw on movies and TV shows. Did you ever pull that one off? Tim, they go downstairs, they see these barrels have this 800 number on the side of them. And I remember this is a brave choice. Back in the day, we used to be so bored when I was young. If you would see a number you could potentially call on a TV show or a movie, we'd oh, do yeah. it. Yeah, of course. That's why they started making 555 numbers, right? Yeah, but this has just got a straight-up 800 number on the barrel. And you called it? No, I didn't call it. You know what? I should. You know? It would have been like really great, like a movie tie-in, like, like the old-timey things. Like They did big things to get people to go see the movie. Like Anybody called that number, it was like Army uh, Engineer Corps. Did you find the... Uh, the case that we were looking for yeah tell us your coordinates so we can nuke it spoiler alert Uh, so then then i love this because frank's all like hey yeah here they are down here he gets some some weird like uh chemical and he sprays the glass on it real quick and he rubs it with an entire roll of oh my god when i saw this i like my wife would beat the shit out of me (laughs) If she ever saw me fucking do that with the whole roll of fucking paper towels. Yeah. And so they look down, they see the wrinkled corpse that's in there. And and I love this because Freddy's like, I, I mean, are these barrels cool? Like, they're not going to leak, are they? Frank's like, of course not. They're made by the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers. Frank, you silly bitch. <laughs> well, Frank is already telling this kid about how stupid the fucking are army is that they sent these fucking yeah. things with the fucking zombies in it and they don't know where the fuck it is 25 years later which does the math add up to when that movie came out because he said doesn't he say that they had it like for 16 years no he says he's been working there for 14 years he's been ah. friends with the cremator for 25 years but the owner says yeah they've had him for 25 years okay all right they bangs on the side of the barrel to prove how sturdy a, a piece of engineering they are yeah, I actually have a note on that, which is literally, why would you bang on a drum like that? You could be Todd Rundgren. You could. It could be a gong. <laughs> <laughs> because we're about to get it on with some gas that leaks out, and those two just pass out. We finally get the title card, ladies and gentlemen, and there's this wonderful shot down the glass, down the window onto the head of the corpse and you see it like I, I don't know like melting almost yep it's melting yeah and then the glass breaks well it's so, liquefying let's say right right now the glass wasn't supposed to break the chemicals that they were using that they were pouring onto it to make that effect actually accidentally broke the glass but they said, eh, the shot looks good. We'll keep it in. Happy accident, yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a couple of those in this, by the way. So then this green gas spills out. Frank and Freddy 
are unconscious and immediately everything that was dead starts coming back to life. And they do some really cool shots on this, right? So you've got the half dogs, the hooked My up My favorite corpse. is the butterflies. Same. Yes. Yeah. Do you know how they did the butterfly trick? Uh, hairdryer? Basically, yeah. So they took a cork board, they printed pictures of butterflies, they tacked them on, and then they turned a fan on so that it made the wings of the butterflies move. But it's okay. It's cool. It's because, effective. It works, right? Yeah, it looks wonderful. And one of the things I love is like later on when people walk by the butterflies that are alive pinned to their nobody like pays attention to it. It's just kind of back ground dressing right so we cut to california 1600 hours well also don't forget the gas is going into the guy uh, the corpse with the fucking prongs in his head yeah yeah so that hooked up corpse by the way is this really a, the best way to store a corpse thank you eddie i was like aren't you fucking up that guy's brain because you see the rest of the hooks they like both of those things are like fucking fish hooks and they're going yeah. into that guy's ears so I think this, personally, I think this might have been a creative choice uh, because we know from most zombie fiction up until now, if you destroy the brain, there's no zombie, right? But the one, the first example of a zombie that we get literally, like its brain has been pinched between a vice. So it should not be a zombie. Well, my problem is, I don't care about that, is that's not good for business. If I'm ordering a fucking corpse and I get it to my hospital, I cut it open and the brain is all fucked up, I want my money back. Maybe that's like a game. Maybe it's like one of those claw machines. So they have all these corpses that are in there Ooh, and you have to move shit. the pinchers. You know, I bet you that's like what super rich people do since they can't make snuff movies anymore. Oh, God. So like oh, the yes, new version... I want this one. It's <laughs> so like the new version of surviving the game is just Gary Busey with one of those claw machines trying to get iced tea. Oh, man. Yeah, that's why he's got to cut those dreads. That's going to get caught in those fucking claws easy. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Need to be more aerodynamic. So it's California, 1600 hours, and there's an army officer, Colonel Glover. He arrives home late for dinner. <laughs> his wife, Ethel, made him his favorite, lamb chops. <laughs> Which fuck? I've already had that for lunch. Who has lamb chops for lunch? Well, you know what? No, this is the thing: is it's on a fucking tax dime. This motherfucker's eating lamb chops for lunch. <laughs> He's got I... that fancy ass house too on our tax dollars. Like that shit's ridiculous. Oh, dude, right on the beach? Come on, it's beautiful. That that piece of property probably cost back in. What was this, 85 That probably cost $700. Well, my question is, the two <laughs> MPs or the security guards are standing outside, and I've yeah. never been in the army or the military, but what purpose does it serve for them to have their hands behind their backs all the time when they, the, the way that they stand like that? Um, it makes it look like you're not slouching, I guess. Yeah, okay, gotcha. Posture. So, yeah, he complains, yeah, I already had lunch. And the wife's like, oh, God. Do you really always have to be at attention just in case the thing is going to happen? And he's like, look, man, at any moment, chaos could erupt out. And uh, I have to be available. I've got to be here and ready for them to reach out to me. And he's like got this massive computer. It looks like some old like Vectrex that they put up on an arcade They didn't have cabinet. satellite phones back then for the generals of the army? I'm sure they did. 
I love, though, that Ethel's like, all right, fine. But you know that the radio equipment interferes with my oven. How? Because uh, this guy's real name is Flynn, and they are QAnons. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Fucking Q. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Ethel's like, I'm not going to get the, the, what was the big vaccine back then? Probably like tuberculosis polio. or something. Polio. I'm not going to get the polio vaccine because it'll make right, me magnetic. Save up because in about 30 years, I need to, uh, I need to pay for about 500 buses all to go to D.C. Yeah. <laughs> oh, those fucking idiots. By the way, did you see the thing? Supposedly, it came out that for whatever reason, Alex Jones like paid five hundred thousand dollars. Yep. Mm-hmm. That might have been funneled and, to him through Trump. Well, not only that, but I believe that a Supreme Court justice's wife also paid for buses to bring people <laughs> there. Perfect. Uh, what a time to live in, folks. <sighs> The Cold War is uh, over, but now it's internal. So that's fun. Anyhow, we cut to the punkers. We've got our friend uh, Suicide, and uh, he's driving all of his friends around. Okay, stop. Question. Yes. How are all these people friends and hanging out together? Even if they knew each other from when they were kids, at a certain point, the decisions that they all these people have made is going to split this group up, right? <laughs> I mean, just judging by wardrobe alone, yeah. Because we have a preppy, we have a, a valley girl with blue hair. We have like two. Well, we have like a punk rocker, and what? What's it? What's Scuzz? What is he? Is he a punk rocker or more like an anarchist? Uh, I think anarchist. Yeah, I'll give you that. I and mean, then I'm... we have uh, Tina, who I have written down. She. <laughs> Nobody in her house can make a phone call because all the phone cords are being used as hair bands and necklaces for this girl. I had that exact same note. I'm like, who put the rotary dial phone cord uh, yeah. in her Until hair? I heard her name for like the fifth time. I just had her down as normal girl. Normal girl. I mean, relative. Now, I wonder, wait, potato, yeah. are you old enough to get that joke about the phone cord or not? Uh, yes and no. Like, we had the corded phones for a while, but at the same time, that was a long while ago. So, like, yes oh and no. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's a distant memory, but Tim, he, he gets it. He gets it. And that's like uh, with dial-up. I had that shit till about 2010 or so. Well, because you live in Maine. Come on. Uh, that's just uh, probably going to cost your cable company about, like, $25,000 on your bill to lay the line out to where you live. I mean, I'm in a good spot. I get like 100 megs up, or no, sorry, 100 megs down internet now. I could get higher, worse. Spectrum not incompetent here. Oh, I'll I'll uh, do you a favor to let you know that Spectrum is incompetent everywhere. Yeah, I know. Oof. Well, they're a cable company. Is there anybody in the whole world who says that the cable company is good, but Spectrum really sucks? No, because they're able to uh, lobby the individual locations. So that there's no competition. So they don't need to be competent. You don't have a choice. Yeah, they were better when they were Time Warner here. Uh, yes, I would agree with you. Time Warner was a better company than uh, Spectrum. Yeah, they had all the books they came out with. Uh, once my contract with Spectrum is up, I'm getting Dish TV. There you go. So yeah, the, the wardrobe on these punks, insane. Like, like you said, Tim, a couple of them look like they belong in the movie The Warriors. Mm -hmm. A couple of the one dude, yeah, like you said, looks like an anarchist, and then we've just got a couple of preppies hanging out for no good reason. It's insanity. So they're like, all right, we got to go pick up Freddy. 
He's at work. Immediately, suicide doesn't fucking like that. That guy sold out. He's got a job. <laughs> How does suicide pay for gas? Well, he doesn't because they're like, let's drive around for a minute. And he's like, what, do you have gas money? I think this guy is like uh, siphoning gas out of people's tanks. I mm. figured he sold his piercings as needed. Yeah. Like rented true. them out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he just pulls up behind people and tows them with several of the chains that he just happens to have oh. on him. Yeah, exactly. Oh, wait, he does like One, a modern two, primitives tow? Car. Oh, yeah. Now that's how you make some money, right? So, yeah, they're like, all right, well, I guess instead of driving around because you don't have any gas and we don't have any money, let's just go break into the cemetery and have a party. That cemetery is so damn vandalized and so poorly maintained. Who the hell does that shit? These punks. <laughs> no, but it was already vandalized before they got there, though. No, well, yeah, I know. that's a hangout place. Come on, you never hung out in a cemetery when you were a kid? No, dude, I had a life. No, Tim, this was Maine. If you hang out at the cemetery, there's some cat might ah, pop out of the that's ground. Right. Well, they spell it with an S. That's what it is. <laughs> so, yeah, they bust into there. And I love that they even complain. They're like, oh, there's fucking trash everywhere. Suicide, this looks like your house. And he's like, shut up. <laughs> his house is very clean because he lives with his mom. Yeah. Oh, God. Hey, One of the that's how he's getting the gas money. Tight. Oh my god. So I used to <laughs> where I where I worked in Chico, there was a, a park across the street where people would commonly go to score drugs. Like I had one dude ask me if I had Coke there. I'm like, I don't you're asking the wrong guy. <laughs> he says, No, I like Pepsi. Yeah, I've always been more of a Dr. Pepper kind of guy. Oh wait, you got uppers? Cool. I'll take some uppers, Doc. If you'd like to be a pepper too and go No, so and then there was all these, like, gutter punks that would hang out there, right? And I remember I was, like, across the street having a cigarette because I used to smoke, but I've been clean from that for 19 years now. Nice. I think I'm coming good up on my man. fifth year. Hey, good for you, man. I was out having a cigarette, and I saw just this, like, Chevy Suburban pull up, get out, and this, this like, mom come out with, like, three bags of takeout food and go over and hand it to these kids <laughs> that were the begging gutter punks out there and then drive off. And I'm like, yep, there you go. Exactly there you go. <sighs> it's a good life. Uh, I guess. It's good work if you can not have to do it. It's mm -hmm. always a fucking suburban, isn't it? Well, I thought it was ironic that it was a suburban. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't know. So yeah, they're filling up by taking that food, right? Yeah. Yeah. They, well, I mean, they sold that by calling their mom on their cell phone to come out and bring it to them, I guess. We go back to Unita. Frank and Freddy wake up. Freddy didn't get fingered, though. Uh, but we do well, find... Well, he cut away, so we're not, we're not exactly sure. He could have been fingered. He's not looking good. And this the... is a museum, uh, well, a warehouse for medical parts, so there could be some fingers floating around. <laughs> Could be, could be. You never know. That body might have been missing like a pinky. You know, that thing could be anywhere. But the body did disappear. So I love that Freddy's like, hey, where'd the body go? Frank's like, I don't know. It probably melted when it hit the air. I'm like, what are you even basing that on, sir? What? <laughs> You're some sort of a genius chemist all of a sudden? Come on. So they, and by the way, you were the one that was talking about how they're alive in there. Whatever. So they stumble upstairs, they're puking, they're coughing, 
They're not having a good time. And Frank's like, man, I'm going to get some deodorant real quick because it fucking stinks up here. Yeah, he's spraying Lysol, which is probably even worse than breathing in that fucking gas. Yeah, so funny enough, that Lysol product placement, they got Lysol's permission. Well, yeah, because it's fucking brand name out. Yeah, brand name out. And Lysol was like, they love the idea that it could kill anything. So, so they're like, wow. fuck it, <laughs> do it. And then we just hear this dog whimpering. And I'm like, oh, yeah, there's dogs that were cut in half. This is going to be funny. And we cut to one of the bisected dogs laying on, you know, flat side down, butter side mm -hmm. down, like your bread always lands. And it's just whimpering and crying. And it's like whimpering because it wants some dog brains, I think. I don't know. So <laughs> I love they flip it over. They're like, what's going on? Like, they don't know right flip the dog over they see it's you know grossness on the inside they're like uh yuck and frank just immediately grabs a crutch and starts <laughs> beating the shit out of this dog puppet I all right can we agree oh sorry you first i apologize uh that's a quick one is this uh the best time that we've ever seen somebody beating a dog in movies it's funny right i'm half convinced frank is a closet sadist oh Oh, I mean, definitely Frank's a closet sadist. The the selection of the crutch and the way that he beats it about its head. That's big experience right there. Uh -huh. Yeah, he goes right for the head. But now, Tim, as far as dog beating in a movie goes, so you got Cujo. Usually got... that's like the line that most people are like, I, I'm done with this movie, but this but is kind of funny. This is an evil dog. So you got Cujo, you got Man's Best Friend. Uh, you, uh, there was the one scene from Beethoven where Charles Grodin just fucking went crazy. That was a dark he moment. He kills Beethoven? <laughs> yeah, he tells him to roll over. and uh, Oh, God. Oh, my God. Why did I set you up for that one? <laughs> uh, so now, then we hear the hooked corpse banging against the door. And they're like, all right, we got to figure something out. There's a problem here. Let's run into the office real quick, and we'll hatch a plan. The plan they hatch is like, all right, so I, lo I love this too, by the way. Freddie's like, all right, we should probably call the police, right? Frank's like, no, nah, man, I don't want to get in trouble. I'm like, dude, you're in trouble, okay? <laughs> the trouble boat has fucking left. It's over, okay? Like, Wait, that's a boat that hasn't sunk yet? You're, you're telling me that right now? Seriously? No, it's it's sunk. <laughs> it's at the bottom of the Marinara Trench. It's... Yeah, you just got fucking sprayed in the face with... Whatever it is, it's something that's been locked in a fucking barrel for 30, 30 years, and you're just inhaling it. It can't be good. Then you fucking put Lysol on top of it. You took a tar man facial. It's done, buddy. Game over. Freddy's like, all right, so what about the number that said if there's trouble to call it? And Frank's like, no, man, that's the army. That's, that's like the super police. That's even worse. <laughs> It's like, I know. Remember the boss? We'll call him up. I'm sure he'll figure it out. So they grab the phone. And again, because I love the prop departments, Tim. Did you catch the, the eye chart in the background here? No, I didn't. God damn. I'm slipping. For, Tim. For some reason, there's a makeshift eye chart that's in the background. And we all know the first four letters of an eye chart, right? E-F-P-T-O-Z, right? Anytime you see Wait, him you in Hollywood. you can memorize that shit and cheat? 
No, anytime you see them in Hollywood, the props, they always say EFPTOZ at the beginning. Am, am, I, am I breaking your brain, Tim? You didn't, you've never, you muted yourself again, Tim. That's why, sorry, I was filling up my thing. Uh, it's been a while since I took an eye test, but usually, yes, E is the first thing, and yeah, I thought everyone, I thought they mixed it up so you couldn't do that shit. At the, at the doctors, yeah, but the, the Hollywood's not a doctor, Tim. I'm talking about TV and movies. It always says EFPTOZ at oh the top of an eye I chart. I based so much of my fucking medical history off of what I've seen on TV. <laughs> like the human centipede. It was 100% That's medically accurate. That's why I have accurate. fucking Coca-Cola with bottle thick glasses because I've been fucking going E-M-P-O-T. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this eye chart, though, Tim, says Bert is a slave driver and a cheap son of a bitch who's going bald, too. Ha ha. Oh, <laughs> like, shit, Eddie. That's a pull. <laughs> thank you. And I'm like, they they put this in the office? Like this, this dude Bert was in there. He's not, he didn't catch it. Maybe he's going blind as well as bald. What the fuck? So they're like, oh, we're, we're, yeah, we're gonna call Bert. We'll we'll get him out here. And then we cut to the cemetery. And Tim, trash is so ready to go. Yeah, she's. Uh, I now I know why they all hang out together. <laughs> Because now there's a certain type of young lady, Tim, mm -hmm. that you've discussed a few times on the show. Yes. A little I think bit. Her initials are CP. Yeah, a little bit crazy. Yep. Trash, little, uh, little unhinged, let's say. A because little. She, she's like stimulating herself, basically, talking about. You ever think about dying and like get hot? Dude's like, no. And I'm just thinking to myself, if I'm a teenage guy and I'm in that situation, I'm like, yes, all the time. I know Spider's exactly not. what you mean. Spider's like, I really try not to think about dying, actually. And she's like, yeah, but you ever think about, like, what's the most horrible way you could die? Tax office. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And he's like, no, I don't really try to think about the most horrible way I could die. And she's like, it's a good well, way to last longer. Yeah. Oh, really? So she says, well, and maybe this is, I mean, this might actually be my worst way to die. She says, uh, yeah, a bunch of old men surround me and they rip my clothes off and then they all start biting me. Very specific, right? She's Very really, specific. Uh, Almost yeah, that's, prophetic, that's Tim. And then she's like, all right, I'm going to get naked. And she t rips her clothes off. Oh, I love, who is the one who says, hey, everybody, trash is getting naked again. Again, yeah, get the light. <laughs> no, get the flares. They got flares. They got like a little fucking show going on. Like Bugs Bix Bixby is doing a fucking production. <laughs> Uh, well, she's getting naked again. Everybody get the lights. Come on. <laughs> and everybody's into it, which I don't know. Uh, fellas, if you ever hung out uh, and something like this happened, do the other women in the group usually, like, they're all down for it? Well, Tina's not into it. Well, yeah. Tina has some serious problems she's with it. She's got her fucking phone cord necklace too tight. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's going to reach out and touch no one. Uh, she's not fucking having a good time. So, yeah, we just get this great strip. Well, not even strip, because she's immediately nude. 
dance scene with her just you know rolling around on a tomb everybody's dancing around with also well here's the other thing too is the music that they are playing while she's doing this is none of the music that any of those people would listen to right so interestingly enough tim when they were filming this is not the song that she was dancing to uh was it she's my harry pie oh wait she's not harry anymore Harry Pie, Tim. No, it was. Hold on, I'm trying to remember it now. It was the same. God damn it! Give me one second. It was because there was another movie that they had a strip scene in where it was. No, it was sick, sick girl, dirty girl. What the fuck was it? Is that by Hall and Oates? Yeah, it was by Hall and Oates. (laughs) Nasty Girl by Vanity. God damn it. Wow. Holy shit. Yeah, yeah. It was Nasty Girl by Vanity that they uh, had in Beverly Hills Cop. All right, no, wait. Hold on. That's even fucking worse. Because I don't know any (laughs) anarchists or fucking punk rockers who are ever going to listen to Vanity music, right? Yeah. No, that's very true. Which is silly because, like, most of the music in this soundtrack-wise is really on point, right? So you've got like The Cramps, 45 Grave, TSOL, Flesh Eaters, The Damned, like a lot of straight up old school kind of hardcore punk. But then Vanity? Vanity. (laughs) It's better than Blondie. True, true. She could have been dancing to Heart of Glass, Tim. Yeah, that's true. Or uh, Riptide, or, or wait, rap, Rapture. That's what Rapture. she should have been fucking That, that would have been to, good. Right? I would have been down with that. Oh man! But had a zombie with those glasses that had the little lights inside them instead of the eyes. <laughs> well, plus just Rapture in general, right? Like thematically, wow, the amount it, of it, fucking detail that I remember from that fucking video. Holy shit! It's a good video. So, yeah, after Trash with her weird rubby, rubber pussy cover dancing on a tomb, uh, we cut back to the warehouse. The boss is there, right? It's more disturbing. They should have just left her in the way that she was, right? Yeah, it actually is more disturbing. It's probably one of the most paused scenes in, uh, in <laughs> cinema, I would say. Uh, and actually, Tim, Potato, you guys both might, might have recalled this. Mr. Skin. Uh, yes, early. I, yes, I actually heard a uh, commercial for that. Well, not even a commercial, like an interview, like not even a year ago on the radio. They were talking about say, he doesn't Skin, need to advertise. Like ninety four point five, like literally, there was a huge ass interview. Like, t- and the, like I don't know if it was a new site resurgence or what, but like all about like different scenes and movies and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And Mr. Skin said in an interview, I in blame 2000, that on Corona. Yeah, <laughs> we're all locked up and horny. Now, he this said, was just like a couple days pre-corona. They asked that dude in 2011 what his favorite nude scene in a movie was, and he said this. He said, even though it wasn't real in the bottom portion of it, this is his favorite nude scene in a movie, probably because it continues throughout the entire movie. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. oh, so it was like really easy for him. He just had to put like, uh, all right, Return of the Living Dead, uh, minute 32, just keep going. It's actually minute 17. Seven. Wow, holy minute shit. Minute 17 on, she's nude. It's ridiculous. Uh, so, yeah, they, they Bert has a plan, right? 
at the warehouse. He says, all right, here's what we got to do with the body of the, the crazy guy. Um, we're going to have to destroy the evidence. So here's what I want you guys. I'm the boss, right? So you starting to understand the eye chart. You go up there, Freddie, and open the door. Frank, here's a pickaxe. I'm going to be way, 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 way back here hiding. <laughs> so I'll get to work. Countdown. Shouldn't you give Freddie the, uh, the pickaxe? Yeah, exactly. He's younger. Maybe he's got better, like, twitch reflexes or something. Uh, wait, hold on. You know what it is, Eddie? Is that Freddie just started, so he doesn't really give too much of a shit if he loses the job. Right? Oh, because he's saying, already getting shit from his punk friends about how he's selling out. You're saying Freddie's red shirt. He's ready to retire, right? He's got three kids in college. He's got all those bills. So he's not going to lose his job. So he's going to go along with the plan. It's true. That's a good point. But either way, it doesn't work because they open the door and the zombie just immediately runs over to Bert. <laughs> <laughs> well, wait, what if that zombie's actually an ex employee? Oh, you know what? That. Good theory. We don't know where they got oh, that. Oh, that's why they got to hire Freddy. Oh, <laughs> we're going to need another Freddy. So, and I, and I love this move. They, they, they get him off of Bert and they're like, all right, you got to destroy his brain because he's a zombie, clearly. So they pickaxe this very orange corpse directly through the floor, through the head. And he's pinned down and not dead. You know, I actually have a note on this. Like, because on in the cut I saw, he was yellow. Like, the yeah. note had jaundice personified. Yeah, he looks insane. But, I mean, I, I get the criticism that, like, okay, some people will say there was not enough blood or whatever, but, but this is a corpse. They drained it, probably. Still, I don't think they made him look like Bert from Bert and Ernie. Like, why would they dye him yellow? The trioxin, maybe, just to, like, give, like, do you know, like, like, am I allowed to give a slight spoiler alert here? Go for it. Like, you know how when it finally gets burned, like, all that gas goes? What mm -hmm. if the reason he's that color is because of the gas just coming in from the vents earlier? Oh, okay, okay, because we, that's true, we never see the body before the Well, see, the way that exposure. I looked at it, I thought it was just the way that they could show that this is a dead body. Yeah, I, maybe. Or maybe they were trying to do what they could to avoid getting, like, an NC-17 rating, too, with, like, avoiding as much... Well, I mean, as there much nudity. There was no NC-17 when this movie came out. This yeah, that's true. Rated R or whatever. Or that's, not rated. That's right. You, you can see a, a fake vagina, so it's fine. Uh, yeah, see, that's what we get the NC-17, is yeah. the fake vagina, not the fucking head, the pickaxe of the head or anything else, or killing dogs. <laughs> Which... Then I love because then they saw his head off. They're like, all right, well, clearly if we remove the head, then this will fix it. Which, like, I don't get why they think that. They saw the head off. The body pops up and just starts stumbling around, knocking shit over. Well, this is this the part where Freddy goes, why would the movie lie? Yeah. <laughs> well, wait, wait a minute. Why destroy the brain. That's it. I saw this in Night of the Living Dead. Why would they lie to me in the movie? Well, see, no, no, hold on. That would be fucked up, right? Let's say if in all of our personal lives, we somehow across, came across a real vampire, okay? And we knew in our heart of hearts that was 100% a real vampire. And whatever plans happen, we're able to put a stake through that motherfucker's heart, and then he just, like, gets up and, like, that's nothing. 
You'd be like, whoa, wait a second. That'd be unfair. I guess. I guess before it killed me, I'd be like, you know what? I've been lied to. That's a good point, Tim. Yeah, well, usually, you know, whatever. I don't care what fucking monster it is. Take the head off and it's, it's done, right? Well, actually, didn't in uh, Fright Night the werewolf get exploded, but then it showed in the shadows it reconstituting itself? Yes, that's very mm. true. Okay, all right. They did require uh, silver to be to be killed. That's a good point. So, yeah, Cut they're that like fucking werewolf up into like thousand pieces and see what happens. That's basically what they do with the fucking body here. Is that Bert's like, all right, we're gonna go ahead, we're gonna go talk to my buddy Ernie at the crematorium. Let's tie this thing <sighs> up. I'm gonna take the body apart real quick. I wonder what meeting these two guys met at. <laughs> yeah. They, well, first it was a gun show, right? Then it was the NRA meeting. That's how it always starts off yep. at the gun show. Yeah, yeah. Then you start picking up those books and those videos. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yeah, then we just get, like, a weird aside with Trash, trying to, like, hook up with suicide, and he gets all emo about how he lives the punk rock life. Oh, man. This is so fucking cool. Where he's like, woe is me. Nobody understands me. I'm a real punk. Yeah, and Trash is like... You guys don't appreciate how much gas money I take from my mom to pay so we could drive around. Trash is like, look... That dude was 2008 before 2008 happened. Oh, for real. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Well, see, I think this is maybe... This is his thing, right? He's the punk rocker with the heart. Right? Uh, Really? So all the girls are going to like him. Mm-hmm. Well, Trash does because she tries to, and I'm like, dude, she's naked. She's like, hey, let's have sex, and you're like, look at these what? chains that I wear. They mean something. Guess what? Uh, they mean something when they're down around my ankles too. <laughs> Sorry, that was funny as hell. Thank you very much. <laughs> no, no, feel free to laugh at our jokes. Actually, <laughs> hell, yes, we encourage that. <laughs> I think my favorite line from during the scene was when Suicide literally says, have some fucking respect for the dead. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, they broke into a fucking cemetery. They're, they had a dance yeah, wait, party hold on, with Eddie, Didn't we just do a movie, Sick Nurses, where the people having sex around the dead had no respect for them? Like, that guy just fucking tossed that corpse's body off the table to bang the nurse? Yeah, they had no respect, by the way. And it was when he was cheating... On her with with her sister. Yes, he, that, he that's what always the... makes it worse. As I, every once in a while, I'll get into an argument with my wife. Because I'll say something, we're watching some show or something like that, some drama, whatever she likes. And somebody's cheating, it's like with the wife's best friend or the wife's sister. And I always say, cheating is never good or right. But there are levels of cheating. <laughs> yeah. Okay, and between getting caught with just like banging your secretary versus banging your fucking wife's sister or best friend, there are levels in between those two things, right? Yes, like having sex with your patient and it turns out you're a mortician. Wait, what? Yeah, yeah, I mean, we we kind of <laughs> had a little bit of that when we did Reanimator, except that the dad was giving the assist on it. Happy Father's Mortu- Day, by the way. Wait, in mortuaries where these guys are, do they have cameras set up now? I mean, or I've never they, seen... Like, did they, uh, the mortuaries union fight against having cameras put in uh, all the rooms? I think that depends on how sick the mortician is. Yeah, it's very true. It's like I want to, I want to see my ass while I'm doing this. 
Yeah, no. So uh, we go, we go back to Unita, and Bert's like, "Look, man, Darrow's gonna sue us." I'm like, "Wait, what? There's a dead body that you fuckers just chopped up and you put in baggies." And he's afraid that the company's gonna sue him. What does he think that fucking Monistat? Yeah, Monistat. Monistat is Monistat? Uh, for I think uh, yeast infections. Monistat's a Monistat. yeast infection company. <laughs> it's also the uh, name of one of my cousins. No. No. Yeah, last name, Monistat. Wow. 100% hand to heart. Wow. Wow. Can we get a GoFundMe page so your cousin can change the name legally? You can buy a last name. It's rough. For real. Yeah. Oh, I She's... can only imagine. <laughs> they're they're going to change their last name to Vagisil. <laughs> so, no. Uh, and I love this that they, they get the pieces all cut up. And they're like, all right, we're going to go ahead. We, we'll bring it over in the pieces. Then we won't be so suspicious, right? Cut to Frank, Freddie, and Bert interrupting Ernie, performing an autopsy. Yeah, and what is he listening to? He is actually listening to... <laughs> I'm very glad you asked, Tim. He's listening to some classical music. I'm not really up on my composers, but I'm thinking it's uh, Wagner? No, it's not Wagner. Okay. Hounds, no, the only note I have on this is finally some good fucking music. Hey, now. You don't like punk rock? Or was I it like the... it if it's good. Oh, okay, okay. Which means he doesn't like it because there's no such thing. Ooh. I gotta disagree, but hey, you know. Shots fired at punk rock, Tim. No, hey, I went so... to CBGBs all the time, but still. So he is listening to it's not composed by Wagner, but it it is a uh, German song from the forties. Oh wow! Okay, wow! Okay, that's hey. You know, I like a lot of uh, classic rock from the sixties and the seventies, but hey, it's called Panzer Roland in Africa Vor. No, it is not. Yes, it no, is. it is not. Are you yes. fucking for real? Wait, and... so are you secretly a Nazi or something? He is an oh no, potato! Come on, he is a hundred percent Nazi because he's listening to this. He has a fucking Luger. Okay, that is a Luger gun, right? Yeah, true, true. And he pulls it on them too, like. And then pull... look at the fucking leather jacket that he puts on at the end of the movie. Over his shoulders, no less. The motherfucker's wearing it over his shoulders. Holy Christ. So, a couple of things about him, right? Ernie, or more properly, his name in this movie... Oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. ...is inspired by Ernst Klautenbrunn, who <sighs> was a very high-ranking Austrian SS official... Holy shit, this movie's got levels. Yeah, there's definitely levels. And Fuck like I said, Panzer Roland and Africa Vaughn is what he's listening to in the Walkman as he's embalming the bodies. It's not a Ruger, Tim. It's a German Walther P-38. Oh, all right, close enough. Because as soon as I saw that little short barrel, I was like, hey, you know what? Short yeah. barrel, uh, small dicks. Oh, yeah, Nazis. Yeah, exactly. And uh, in the background is a picture of Eva Braun, who wow. was Hitler's mistress. And, wait, so Bert, the owner of the uh, 
warehouse has been friends with this guy for 25 years. Yeah. So Dan O'Bannon, by the way, the writer director of this, if you listen to the DVD commentary track on this says, yeah, Ernie's intended to be an escaped Nazi that's hiding by the way, running a crematorium. Yes. Which if you know anything about Nazis, one thing that they really loved doing Tim was mm-hmm. burning bodies. Yep. And he's like a real expert with like, well, yeah, you know what the hardest part of burning a body is? The heart, because it's just a tough muffler. Well, we're just going to turn up the heat. Well, what about the bones? We're just going to turn up the heat. Yeah. I have a note about that, too. Frank gets cocky. Yes, Frank does get a little bit cocky here, doesn't he? Very, yes. Because he gives him they have this fun little discussion where he's like, Hey, uh, I got some rabid weasels. I need you to burn for me. I've, we've known each other for 25 years. <laughs> By the way, the bags are moving. Yes. And do you know, very what's... effective, a uh, special effect here, right? Yeah, you know what they were? You don't see anything, but just those bags moving the way that they are. Mm-hmm. Do you know how they did that effect him? Uh, they put live fish in there. No, they took, you know, the monkeys that you wind up and they smash the symbols together? Oh, yeah, monkey shines. Come on. They took those, they removed the symbols, and they stuffed them in the bags. Oh, neat. Hmm, okay. Yep. <gasps> I just got the shit scared out of me by a lightning bug. Wow. That'll happen. <laughs> Wait, you live in Maine, so it's a haunted lightning, lightning bug. Watch well, out. Well, a storm. Yeah, right the window. A storm is about to come, so, uh,. I get it. Well, hey, here's what's incredible is when, when Mr. Nazi's like, uh, hey, uh, you know, you can't burn the animals alive. That's fucked up. Let me right. take them out into the parking lot and shoot them and put them out of their misery. Yeah. You know, like he reaches down to the bags and like, no, 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 no. They're going to bite See, you. See, what I like about him is he was a Nazi, but then he became a little bit Americanized. So he's like, no, we just can't kill animals. <laughs> We yeah, have to he's... shoot them in the head first. Then we can burn their bodies. Yeah, Tim, you're right. He's a Nazi with a heart of gold is what you're really getting at here. Yeah, well, stolen Wow, that's gold. a suspiciously eagle-shaped piece of gold. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, it's stolen gold, too, by the way. He uh, had to get it sent to him from Switzerland. After. That's right, yes. And he how? Yeah, so finally, they're like, all right, we're going to tell you what happened. Just promise you'll be cool. He's like, of course I'll be cool, but you're, you're not going to fire me. me, right? You're not yeah. going to fire me when I tell you what's going to happen, right? Yeah, you're you're going to owe me, though, right? And he's like, yeah, sure, I'll owe you, fine. Take a look. And as he's opening one of the bags, the arm just pops out and fucking grabs poor Ernie's leg and rips great, his tracksuit. Again, a great practical effect, right? Because you see the arm moving by itself. Mm-hmm. And then the next thing is it's dropped on the floor, and the next cut is there's a real fucking person's arm grabbing this guy's foot. Yeah. It's really effective, man. Works great. Plus, I want to know, what is his, what is going to be his favor? I mean, later on, we hear what it is. Yeah. That's a bullshit thing. But at that point, he didn't know that everything was real and what really was going to happen. He's like, you're going to owe me big. I'm going to ask you a favor, and you're not going to be able to refuse. And he never mentions what that favor is going to be. I would, no matter what. zombies fucking rabid weasels i'd be like all right eddie you're gonna do me a favor and i'm gonna owe you one but what exactly is you gonna want you're going to pull that shit out in the future you're going to need to help me get a passport i need to move to argentina 
<laughs> oh, nah. That's right. You know, there's this fucking kid hanging around my house. He's like, he's, like, he's a real smart pupil. He might even call him an apt pupil. He's quite apt, yeah. Yeah, and he wants me to teach him about embalming and all the other shit that happened to me. Uh, yeah, I don't think we're ever going to cover apt pupil on this show. Maybe. We'll see. Um, Much better uh, story than movie. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Probably because wasn't that Brian Singer involved in that one? Uh, yes, and that's probably why we should never cover it, right? So fuck yeah, that guy. Fuck that guy. So, uh, like a story there. Yeah, Brian Singer noted a Hollywood pedophile. Ah, mm-hmm. that explains it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think to the point, was it, wait, was it him or was it the powder guy that Disney hired where he was directing movies and they had to hire somebody just to keep them away from the kids on the set? That was not him. This this is the guy that So it was that, the powder guy, okay. Yeah, yeah, that was the powder guy. No, Singer is the guy like they in apt pupil had a shower scene with underaged boys in it. And then the producers are like, Can we reshoot this and make it not underaged boys? Uh Yeah. Kind of rough. So anyhow. I think it passed kinda a while ago. Holy shit. Yeah. So anyhow, suicide's hitting on Casey finally, and uh, it's almost 10 o'clock. So Freddy's about to get off of work, and his girlie's waiting for him. So finally, Tina walks out of the cemetery to go meet her man at the medical supply company. Ernie's back, you know, uh, saying that the favor will have to be returned. We're cutting between the two different, you know, groups of people. They're burning the body, and we see from the chimney, the ashes, the smoke, and the dust all mix in the air with the clouds, and that storm's coming, just like Q said, as it pours its radioactive rain down in the fucking cemetery. So Tina gets inside the Unita building, still looking for Freddy, while the rest of the gang... Yeah, she doesn't get hit with the rain, right? No, she does not. So the rest of the gang gets hit by the rain, though, and they're complaining about it being painful. Yeah, but somebody's got no fucking clothes on. Holy Mostly, shit. Mostly, yeah, Trash is complaining about it. Talk about he's... a fryer crotch. <laughs> <laughs> it's acid rain, she says. It's uh, irritating my skin. Somebody give me something. And people are like, what? No, I'm not going to give you anything to wear. You're already in eight. You took your clothes off. That's on you. We're all wearing, like, leather jackets. <laughs> What are we going to do? You're going to rub you know, I don't know. I've never leather? been in too many situations where I've taken my clothes off in public. But if I ever had to do it, I think I would keep my clothes close to me. So just yeah. in case something happened, I could get dressed really quick. It's a, it's a good idea. Just That'd keep it around. <laughs> but no, she, she doesn't. And I love that they're like, all right, roll the windows up on the car. And Suicide's <laughs> like, I broke them out. <laughs> like, okay. You punk rocking cocksucker. Makes sense. And then his car won't start up. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, weird smoke coming out of the cemetery. They all start complaining because the rain's coming through the roof. Because, of course, there's holes in the roof of his fucking convertible. Yeah, but doesn't, uh, doesn't the, uh, whoever's sitting next to Naked Chick, doesn't he do something and it makes more fucking water pour in? Off, yeah, all he over? does. Yeah, Wimpy, I think his name is. <laughs> Yeah, Wimpy reaches up and he touches Oh, wait, the... no, this is uh, Captain America before this serum, yes. Yeah, yeah, he reaches up and touches it and it 
creates a bigger hole that just leaks directly onto her tits. I don't think he's ever touched anything that's made the hole bigger. Let's be real here. <laughs> hey, <Hey-o. laughs> <laughs> Hey, you know what? At least he's going, he's going out happy, right? Uh, going out, doing what he loves. Fingering holes and getting women wet. So... <laughs> We uh, wow. We go back to the crematorium and check, and yeah, all the parts of the body are are burned up. And well, Bert and Ernie hug each other, and he tells them, "All right, it's over. We're done. It's over. No yeah, we're all good. It's all it's all done." But Frank and Freddie are not feeling well. They're feeling sick and weak, and about to throw up. And they're like, "Man, there's this." gas that we inhaled that knocked us all out and frank's like i gotta go and he kind of bolts out of the room to go vomit and they're like all right we're gonna call an ambulance because you're probably not cool so they go to call the ambulance and tell them nazi hey we got guy. yeah nazi guy t- calls the ambulance says yeah we got some guys here. you know in this situation of course he's a cool calm and collected one detached from what's going on so far yeah yeah it's like he's uh been here before tim so he says, uh, I think I just got an idea for an army. <laughs> hey, good point. Uh, he's just doing his job, Tim. You don't understand. Oh, shit. That's right. He's not the owner of the company. He just works there, and the boss told him what to do. Mm-hmm. So, by the way, Ernst can't really Clouten, blame me or hang me. Ernst Klautenbrunner was uh, part of the Nuremberg trials, also. So, uh, it's There's really, that. it's incredible how they fucking worked it in. As soon as you listen to listen to that fucking music, you know that there's something up. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I honestly was surprised it wasn't Wagner, to be perfectly honest with you. It Look, it was close enough that when whoever saw yeah. this movie as a teenager in the movie theater, it wasn't going to be like, wait, that's not exactly Wagner's style. I think Wagner has a little bit more of a this going on with it. Yeah. So you t- I don't know which one that is. Let's wait until the end of the credits and we'll see what's on the soundtrack. Well, and it's close enough to because then he's looking out of the window, by the way, while he's talking on the phone. And he says, oh, yeah, this rainstorm's coming down like ein Bertrand Soldat. Yes, that's right. Which means a drunk soldier. <laughs> yeah, it could have been worse, but yeah, still bad. I yeah, to say something straight up. Like, go for it. I had no idea what language that was, so I had written down Ernie is either Russian or German. There you go. It's just one of those angry European languages, and I'm part German, no so I can they say, say it. They sound like they're mad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's why Rammstein was so good because it just sounded angry. You didn't even need to know what the fuck they were uh. talking about. Great Probably live show, but I hate them. Great live show. I'll just no, say that. exactly. You know what, Eddie? You're hitting it right on the head. Whether or not you like that fucking music or not, you have to see videos of them performing live because it is literally this thing, Potato, where if the bassist is standing two inches off his spot, he's going to be decapitated with an axe that's been set on fire. Yep. I know, it's some crazy shit. It's like with Rob Zombie. Like, you hear the story about him playing uh, uncensored hentai in the back during one of his concerts, like, on the screen? Yeah, his shit's crazy. I've seen him, Mm -hmm. like, back when he used to do Meet the Creeper, and they would wheel a robot out that was, like, a fucking story and a half tall. You're like, this is... Is that the robot that's in all his videos? Yeah. Okay. It was ridiculous. Speaking of Rob Zombie, did you see the meme? You know, where it has Squidward, but, you know, it's, uh... 
when you hear woman or women moaning at the beginning of the music. No, Rob Zombie, vagina is not an instrument. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you can play it like a fiddle. It certainly is. So uh, I think his wife wants to play that play that bass. <laughs> it's all about that bass so we uh check in with him calling the ambulance driver to say yeah there's a couple of poison people you gotta come pick them up we're back Good in cover, suicide right? because he doesn't know what's going on so yeah well poison, to, to be fair what's yeah. the, what the fuck else could you tell 911 that's the best excuse you can come up with they're, that's literally what happened tim they're poisoned and I like that when we're trying to talk to Bird about what happened, he's like, I don't know. They were poisoned. It was some sort of a barrel. Uh, I don't know what was in it. I guess I'll make a phone call tomorrow when, when the paramedics get there. You know, like plausible deniability all around mm -hmm. him. So, but, hey, it's a 4th of July weekend. Come on. I can't anything, find this shit. It's not like we have the internet, right? Yeah. I'll call them tomorrow. But I love Inside Suicide's car. Trash, still naked. And we finally hear something. And we see something. It's the, the zombies. Unhearable. How the fuck did she hear anything, right? I don't know. Yeah, I have a note for that. Like, literally, apparently Ballbuster, because I didn't know the name, has super hearing or fourth wall hearing. Mm-hmm. Like, and the only reason I wrote her down as Ballbuster was because that was one of the names she was referred to as. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it's the zombies clawing their way out of the ground, out of the earth where they were imprisoned so that they can go up and say hi to the rest of us. So here, Tina finally finds Freddy's cap back at Unita. She starts going downstairs into the basement to look for him. Can I interject for a hot second? Yes. I'm not sure if any of you spotted this, but didn't, did you, any of you notice that Freddy's hat had a bit eaten out of it? No, I did not see mm. that. Yeah, so, like, or at least it may have been the pattern, but it looked to me like it had stuff eaten out of it, like someone tried gnawing through his hat. That would make sense, because if they eat brains, you see something that you remember. Because, again, these, these zombies will find out, spoiler, that they're intelligent. So you'd think, hey, there's a thing of heads in, maybe there's a head, maybe, I don't know, it was propped up on something, like it was on the back of a chair. Or whatever. Yeah, it was just a natural reaction. That's it. Something yes. looks like something would be on a head, so underneath that must be a head, so let me take a bite. Take a nibble, see what's up. Well, it was what's a red hat, too, right? Yeah, yeah. So I, oh, wait, you know what? That fucking zombie's woke because he saw that ma <laughs> yeah. MAGA hat and he's like, fuck that shit, and he bit fuck that shit guy. right in half. <laughs> Could be. Woke oh. from the dead. God. Oh, that's right, because that explains all the dead people who vote. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's right. That's why it's only Democrats that are dead that vote. That makes mm -hmm. sense. <laughs> Incredible, right? Well, uh, because all the Republicans are in heaven. Sure. Yeah. Some or of Florida. Maybe. Same difference, according to some. <laughs> yeah. No, I've been to Florida. If that's heaven, I'm waiting for hell. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. So she goes down to the basement and stares at this open casket. And it smells horrible down there, right? Well, fuck you, Lysol. I guess you don't really do the job, do you? I, I guess Lysol not. is the worst smelling air deodorant shit out there. Like, that has made me recoil before. Can't we just all agree, anything that has the last thing of soil doesn't smell good? Pine uh, soil, Lysol, right? 
Yeah. Soil Salt. your pants. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Soil your pants. So, but I, I will say this, though. If something has been sprayed with Lysol, I know it's dead. Like, that's true. Yeah, and guess what? You're breathing that in. You're breathing something in that kills yeah. a bunch of fucking shit, right? Fair point. Fair point, Tim. Uh, well, you know, there's someone who gets off to that. Yeah, exactly. So she finally sees. We finally are introduced to Potato, your favorite character in the movie. Hell yeah. The Tar Man skeleton zombie dude. And it's Tim. I mean, if there's one thing you know about our podcast, we yes. adore practical effects that's right yep the more 110%. real it is the more i can feel it the better it is yep if uh, i hey can man, if you want to feel up tar man that's your prerogative i'll just stay over here <laughs> well it, well the problem with that is that no matter what lubrication you use it's still going to be sticky hey yeah. man that, that's for you to find out i'll stay over here like i said <laughs> sticky and thick because the tar that was used to make that was made out of a chemical called Methicel, okay? So, I, anybody want to guess what Methicel is used for commercially? Oh, no, come on. Don't tell me it goes back to the 40s. No. It was in the 1988 film The Blob, though, Tim. Oh, okay. The remake. But, Tim, Methicel, I guarantee you, you've encountered it. Hmm. Is it the main ingredient of Blue Chews? No, it's not the main ingredient of Bluetooth, and they're no longer our sponsor. Potato, any guesses? Uh, uh, hold, I, my brain, uh, the thingy, shit, uh, roof thingy, uh, shit. Oh, roofing it. tar. Yeah, that. Like for shingles? No, methicel is used as a thickening agent in milkshakes. Holy Why does that shit. not surprise me? Wow, I haven't had a milkshake <laughs> in, like, years. Yeah, you want to go down to McDonald's, get yourself some tar man? I would, but they're always McDonald's down. does not make That's fucking true. milkshakes. They make fucking cement things, whatever the fuck that shit is. Yeah, That's McFlurries. Not milkshake. Milkshakes but were way better 10 years ago. They really were. And you're right that maybe, oh my God, maybe that's why the shake machines are always broken down because occasionally a tar man fucking erupts out of them and kills that's everybody. Right. See, I was always more of an egg cream guy. When okay, you would get a man. phosphate from the fucking local pharmacist. If you never had a fucking egg cream, try that shit. That shit is good. Come on. I don't care. I wouldn't know, man. I don't try extracting cream from eggs, but that's your thing, I guess. <laughs> There's no egg. Believe me. You, see, you don't listen to the show, Potato, because if you listen to the show, you would know I hate fucking eggs. I will yeah. not eat eggs unless they are, mm -hmm. like, the eighth ingredient in some kind of fucking food. Also so won't eat So for me pork. to drink an egg cream... Believe me, it has no egg and it has no cream. You also won't eat pork because there's bugs in it. Dead bugs Man, alive. Do, bugs do you eat chocolate way. then? Ooh, why do I feel like you're gonna just turn me up a chocolate? Right? <laughs> there's like right? seven to eight uh, bug legs in chocolate, if I recall right. Yep. Oh, but yeah, look, no, I I can live with that because guess what? It's food. There's gonna be shit on your food no matter what. Hey man, but... if you want shit on your food, that's your thing. I'll stay away from the Copper Files Anonymous. <laughs> Tim, you live in New York. There's going to be bug legs everywhere. Right? That's right, yeah. Whenever I go to sleep, I'm sure there's bug legs all over me. There's bugs banging on your forehead. Like, who knows, man? Well, it is New York. Everything's banging everywhere. Don't you guys have a museum of sex? <laughs> yes. It's true, yeah. Yes, I remember back in the day seeing that advertised all the time on the subway. Yeah, you'd, back in the day on the subway, you'd go to the Museum of Sex and have an egg cream. 
Well, something would be creaming. <laughs> no, Tim, you don't get that one. Uh, that was pretty so, bad. So fucking Tar Man skeleton. Oh my god, number one zombie. Period. Practical yes. effects. Just number one zombie. Period. Period. Yeah, he is on Mount Zombie more. I'm telling you. Yeah, at and, one point he looks like he doesn't even have a fucking spine. The way he's yeah. bending all over. He just emerges and gives the uh, the old classic zombie line that everybody, when they're pretending they're a zombie, says, Brains. And how many of them do that this is where that originated? Probably like three people. Yeah, and we're all here right now. <laughs> <laughs> and all yep. of you listening, now you know. So you learn a little something every once in a while. So... It goes after Tina for her brains, not her body. So it's progressive. And she runs up the stairs, but uh-oh, one of them stairs comes a loose on her and she falls through it. Now, little side note, if that looked like it hurt, it fucking did. Because the, the director is an old school guy and he likes to have fun with his actors. So they cut. She went out to the bathroom, wardrobe, whatever, and then he loosened the stair. She had no clue she was going to fall through that stair. Oh, so that's she interesting. injured the shit out of herself on that take, and they left the take in the movie, because you've got to, with her. That's why she's actually down there for so long, uh, is because she couldn't get up. She was in so much pain. That's having fun. I think I'll just stay over here in the square corner. What about you, friend? <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm not having fun with that take one bit, man. That's I mean, I get that like old school people like eliciting responses out of their actors. You know, that's I mean, that's the whole like the shining, you know, and, and uh kind of trying to like connect the 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 thing you're creating with the experience the actors having. But dude, you can go too far. And this is probably going too far. So she gets up, though. She, she pulls herself up by her bootstraps like any good libertarian would and makes her way out. She falls down through the stairs and locks herself. Yeah, third in the, step's a bitch. The third step is a bitch. <laughs> she falls through and locks herself in a cabinet. And I'm like, hey, that's actually kind of a smart move, right? Everything you know about zombies leading up to this leads you to believe they're stupid, so it's mm -hmm. not going to know how to get in there. But not Tarman. He wraps a chain around the handle of this fucking cabinet and just starts yanking on it. I'm half certain Tarman is just zombie MacGyver. <laughs> I can see it, man. He's, he's building, like, fulcrums. He's got, like, a improvised pulley system going on there. Well, I mean, he's been locked in that fucking barrel for like 30 years, right? So he's had time to think. That's true. He can see out of the glass when they open it, so he's been planning. So right about then, just as he's about to pull the door off, that's when the gang pops in. Suicide rushes him to try to stop Tarman, but nah, instead, Suicide gets his, uh, well, he gets his brains eaten in what looks like a cutaway to a cake. I think that the uh, zombie dude bites into. 
Not one of the better practical effects, but it's still fun. I like the blood spurting for that. I thought that was really good blood spurt for one of these types. Yes. I mean, so, like, there's not, like, an artery up there, so that wouldn't make any sense logically. But as far as blood spurts go on screen, like, I wanted to see it, and I enjoyed it. Like, it was fucking great. So then the uh, the gang, he sees them, and he's like, ah, oh, more brains. So he goes over after them because, you know, once you pop, you can't stop. And they all flee. That's greedy, right? He didn't even fucking finish the first set of brains. Well, maybe that guy's... Bra- I mean, this is suicide we're talking about here. He he. Does maybe... he look like he have a lot of brains in his head? No. No. He looks I more mean... like Biff Tannen's gay cousin. <laughs> he kind of does, yeah. <laughs> oh, God, if only he had a uh, uh, future Biff's metal helmet, this never would have happened. He looks like a ton of guys. He really right? does. He, he, he could have been like my cousin Lloyd. <laughs> yeah, I, right now I can't think of the names, but I'm like flashing his face in my head, and I'm thinking like all the different people that he looks like. Yeah, that's uh, he's definitely got a look about him for sure. So the gang flees, and they leave poor Spider. He's like the last guy out the door, and they just run off, and he's like, "You fuckers." Help me hold this door shut so the thing doesn't come up here and eat all of us, but they're gone. The paramedics finally arrive, right? And they're doing all of the little diagnostic shit on Freddy and Frank, who are trembling. They're sticking their tongues out, and their tongues are fucking orange. Like, that's mm-hmm. that's not No, I have written down, these motherfuckers have smoked cigarettes for like 20 fucking years to get that tongue, right? Yeah. I it, wrote down, wow, that's a lot of Kool-Aid consumption. Oh, yeah, could be, man. That Ooh, orange Kool-Aid yeah. shit. Fucking eating those fucking uh, ice cups. Eating the liquor maids. Hey-o. So, and I like Bert's like, I'm not going to help out here. I got to go make a, a phone call uh, to that chemical company tomorrow morning. You know, we'll figure, we'll figure that all out. And then one paramedic's like, hey, I'm not even detecting a heartbeat here. I think there's something wrong with my stethoscope. And the other paramedic's like, no, nah, I, don't, I don't think there's something wrong with the stethoscope because I got the same problem going on here. So the solution is to switch? Yeah, yeah, the solution is to switch. <laughs> so that's how Nintendo got so popular. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they're like, I, I, I don't want to, like, freak you guys out here, but theoretically you're dead, but you're talking. So you're not... well, no, they go off and they like have a little fucking conference together, right? Yeah, they. they have I was a expecting. I was like, it. I know I've seen this movie before. Please, I just want to see them just like tear ass out of that fucking room. Like, oh yeah, I would do if I was a fucking EMT and I showed up with my buddy. If me and you, Eddie, were EMTs and we uh-huh. showed up at the fucking scene and two yeah. fucking people looked like that when we walked into a fucking mortuary, right? Uh huh. Yeah, you and then would... there was no pulse. They were they were room temperature, mm-hmm. and there's no fucking heartbeat. I'd be like, uh, Eddie, come over here a second. Uh, so you're gonna run out first and hold the door for me, right? And then we're in that fucking ambulance and we're out of here. Yeah, you would. You the camera would pan over and you would see two uh, puffs of uh, of steam of dust <laughs> that were shaped outlines, yeah. exactly <laughs> exactly like us, and then Wait, the so clouds would scooping? go away. <laughs> uh, right. well, I like the Scooby snacks. I'll be Scooby. <laughs> uh, I can do a decent Scooby. I can't do a decent Shaggy. But <laughs> zoinks! <laughs> Good enough. So the gang's still searching for Freddy, though. 
and uh, they run to one of the other three yeah, can sets. Yeah, question? What the fuck is so special about Freddy that all this fucking crew is like, we got to get Freddy, we got to save Freddy? Well, I know Tina wants to do the Freddy, but other than that, I don't... Yeah, other than know. that, what, what else is like keeping all these people like interested in Freddy? I, I, he knows where to where to party. We we heard that earlier, I guess. Oh wait, hold on. Is it because Freddie has access to embalming f- fluid? Oh yeah, maybe he's got access you to dip chemicals. Dip a joint in that embalming fluid. It costs like twenty dollars more. That's not a real thing. People said that. Nobody did that. People paid for it. You stupid idiot. Come yeah, on. But you cares? could piss on it and say it was embalming fluid. Who the fuck's gonna know? That one Jankum asshole, I'd assume. Yeah, that's uh, wait true. A so that one time I put Jankum. the joint, it smelled like cat piss. I should have known what was going on. <laughs> you probably should have. Yeah. You mean we're smoking like a fucking Newport? You mean we're smoking dog shit? So. <laughs> oh, I love that good movie. shit. Oh, one of the best. Me and uh, Mr. Daniel Segura on the Mustachio Podcastio covered that one. Wow, that's like, what, episode number four for him, right? That's way back in the day, sir. Way, way back in the day. You can hear me do my uh, Tommy Chong impersonation on that. So we uh, cut to, like I said, one of the three sets, which is the cemetery. All the zombies are sprouting up out of the ground. And, well, Trash gets her, uh, her nightmare dream fantasy. <sighs> she gets surrounded by a bunch of old guys who... Uh, Swarmer and and uh, eater. The only note I have on that is dramatic irony. Yeah, there's a lot of dramatic irony in this, actually. Mm-hmm. And she this... should have picked a different way to die. Yeah. Old and rich is what she should have been saying, right? Yeah. Yeah, but then it would just <laughs> been the Civil War zombie from later. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, it would have been funny. Yeah, wait, if... I have a question. How's this? Uh, spoiler alert. How's this Civil War zombie know cops? I Clear- don't know. Clearly it gets broadcast from the future. Don't you know 5G stretches all the way back? Oh, well, yeah. Oh, that fucking 5G, man, between corona and zombies. <laughs> yeah. Of, do and- you remember that shitty Devin whatever the fuck her name is? Like corona zombies movies, like with a poorly dubbed over Hell of the Living Dead? Yeah, wait. Like from the, the one beginning? That they did, the, did we watch that, Eddie? Corona live zombies? Stream? Yeah, it was like zombies. a different movie, and they just changed it around. I yeah, it was didn't. Like an Italian movie, right? I wasn't there. If you yeah, guys it was like watched part of a that Tiger King trilogy thing, uh, that sounds degenerate. I'm not gonna watch. No, that. you want degenerate? It's the fucking dubbing job in that movie done over good characters in Hell of the Living Dead. Those bastards, man. Those <laughs> bastards. I'm pretty sure we watched it on a live stream on uh, the Discord the, maybe like I, two or three months ago. Either I wasn't there or I was there, but I was drunk enough to not be there. So no, either I, way, I think that was positive. a uh, Sir Charles or a Steve pick. That that sounds like a Sir Charles or Steve yeah. pick. 100%. Was there erotic lactation? Uh, I don't think so, but uh, yeah, Charlie's going to be happy with the movie that's coming out pretty soon that we did a podcast on. Fucking shit. Oh, God, the baby on the grind bin. Yeah, Sir Charles, uh, one of our listener guests. And a Patreon, right? And a Patreone, one of them guys. He uh, Is he uh, the $21.02 level or not yet? No, we just had a guy join at $25 a month, Tim. Oh, shit. Wow, he's the king of us. Tim, that's not even a level. I don't know how he did it. 
it's a whole new level. He did it. Like, I, I guess you can just enter a custom amount, and that's what he fucking did. Thank you, whoever that is, yeah. Yeah, I, I probably should have remembered his... three movies every month. No, Tim. I, okay. he, I probably should have remembered his name, because that, that probably would have made it better. But I'm you know sure what? you can edit his name in. So no. we want to thank... A, a classically Eddie thing is for me to not do that, so that's what I'm going to do. So... Yeah, she gets just eaten by a bunch of old guys. Uh, well, and... do they? Are they all? Because the, out of all the zombies, this is the one that just like has the most mud on them. They don't look like really zombies. They look like True. people just like, came out of a mud bath. Well, they look like they were from Woodstock '99, and oh, I wait a second. I Holy guess shit. that's wait. old now. I think this is the producers, right? Because they like went like, look. We all, all the producers, we all took off from a busy schedule to show up on a day so we could yeah. see this girl's bush. There you just you fucking go. covered that shit up. You got two days to make it up to us. You there better you do go, some fucking Tim. rewriting and we're going to be zombies. There you go. That's exactly what it was, Tim. It's all the old producers of the movie swarming right, her. Yeah. Just eating that poor actress alive in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're eating something probably. Elite, yeah, but they get a mouth full of fucking plastic. <laughs> I've heard of weirder fetishes. Yeah. Well, it's like the uh, the origin of the dental dam, Tim. So, now, after the paramedics have taken off, they Just go to their ambulance. Poor man saran wrap. <laughs> the paramedics go to their ambulance and get zombied and eated. Uh, then Bert learns that Spider Tina and Scuzz uh tell bert like look we ran away and there's a, a zombie in your warehouse and he's like shit there's a zombie in my warehouse oh and they're like the whole thing is all for naught right now right this yeah. is this way he's like really pissed off the one thing the fact that they know that there's one of them in the warehouse and they're like oh yeah and by the way there's like a hundred more of them that are coming from the graveyard. Uh, yeah, but guess what? Uh, your friend, uh, the mortician, is more than happy to kill people who are very different. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's very true. And he does say that the solution is that we need to destroy the bodies, right? So we got to... That seems yeah, awful he, I final. think he actually calls it, uh, like, look, we've tried everything else. I think what the final solution is... Tim, Potatoes just made that joke, but I'll give you oh. both credit <laughs> okay. for the final solution joke. <laughs> we here at the Bloody Bits Horror Show really enjoy our Nazi humor. Uh, but if you are a Nazi, just remember, go fuck yourself. Fuck you. So. I guess I did not see that coming. hey <laughs> You and Helen Keller. Oh, man, come the fuck on. That's low-hanging fruit. <laughs> oh, God. So, yeah, um, we cut to the uh, Tina hanging out with Freddy, and she realizes something's changed about poor Freddy. Ernie, he's like, we got we to gotta get the fuck out of here. He's freaking out. He's like, I'm going to go out. I'm going to see why the paramedics are taking so long. He runs out like in his night robe track suit, which this is a good look, by the way, with, with, with his fucking old Nazi war crime pistol. But there's nobody at the ambulance. The doors are wide open, and uh, we see a zombie eating the brains out of one of them. So, mm-hmm. yeah, turns out that's uh, 
Looks like that's not going to work out for them with the uh, the paramedics. But I love I love the zombies move, by the way, because he overhears <laughs> the dispatch for the ambulance. Well, they're smart, right? So we've already established yeah. that they have brains. Yeah, yeah. Well, they have brains and they want brains, but we're not sure why just yet. We'll get to that. He goes over. He grabs the CB radio. And in, like, the creepiest, very deep voice, just radios in the dispatch. Send more paramedics. <laughs> this that is ordering. iconic. He's ordering takeout. I love mm-hmm. delivery. I love it. Delivery. Uber. Yeah. Oh, no mean to Grubhub. <laughs> oh, God. So Wait, it's so fucking uh, funny. Do you think that um, videos of dissections are porn to these guys? Maybe, yeah. Ooh. No, it's like fucking like that's like watching the Food Channel when you're high. What are you talking about? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, butter, butter. I mean, uh, uh, bifurcate, bifurcate that frontal lobe. Hmm. Show me that medulla oblongata. It's making oh. my medulla oblong. Got. I bet you they watched that last set piece, Tim, from Hannibal. That's wow. got to just work. More this than is them. like the thing where, like, one zombie's looking at the other one's like, holy shit, I'm fucking hungry. Can we get some takeout? <laughs> yeah, yeah. With Ray Liotta getting his fucking brain cooked and served to himself. God damn, what a great scene, by the it way. It is a great fucking scene. In a, in a bad movie, that's the best mm, part. I'm going to argue with you, that's a good movie. Anyhow. Wow. Wait, what really? were you talking Did you about? read the book, or did you I see did, the movie? I did read the book. I also saw the movie. The movie's good, but it stands on its own. The movie we're talking about is the follow-up to Silence of the Lambs, or follow-up to Silence of the Lambs, which is the follow-up to Red Dragon, Hannibal. Oh, I thought you were talking about the TV show. I was go, like, so confused for a second there. I have to admit, I haven't watched the TV series. I watched the yet. first season, and I keep telling myself because I I know it's done, but everybody keeps saying like how great it turned out to be, and I keep promising I'm going to watch the rest of the season. I just never get around to it. If you don't know what it's based off of, and just think it's a uh, show like unrelated to that, then it's good. Otherwise, it's shit. Oh no, fucking Mads Mikkelsen! No, no matter what, he's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Even in Death Stranding, otherwise known as UPS Driver Simulator. Yeah. <laughs> UPS? I thought, was, I thought that was more like the Pony Express. Yeah, Death Stranding, otherwise known as Hideo Kojima's very creative, but he really needs somebody to rein him in. The dude's batshit insane, I'm fairly certain. Yeah, yeah. He's crazy. He needs help. He needs somebody to, to watch him. But uh, I that come said, here, I really Hideo. wish PT it's... came out. Oh, I know. But like, come here, Hideo. It's time for your Hal doll. Yeah. <laughs> Just stick to this part of the story. Don't touch this part of the story. You're I'll not allowed. You your favorite fruit cup. <laughs> so yeah, they uh, he orders in some delivery, which is again. Love, love that they're going this direction with it. We've got so many like fun little horror meets comedy, and but neither of them go too far over the top to distract you See, from the I, other. I just remember watching this in the movie theater and just like really being fucking mad about all this shit. I'm like, 
this is not what fucking zombies do. Zombies don't talk. And even if they do, they're not going to be like fucking calling in fucking like send paramedics. <laughs> oh, Tim. man. I can... Oh, sorry. You first. I apologize. No, please. Like you'd have hated iZombie then. They make their zombies bangable. Hmm. Well, look, everybody's got their fetish. No, but I mean, like, they're basically people, but, like, they just happen to need to eat brains, they'll turn into George A. Romero zombies with a hint of rage zombie in them. So, Tim, this just really smacks of you not liking Super Troopers because they're bad at their job. No, because that movie's not fucking funny. (laughs) Ooh, you're so wrong. No, I'm so right. I am so fucking right. I don't care. You know, I dare anybody watch that fucking movie straight with no fucking drugs. Anybody who's never taken any drugs, trying to find any humor in that. And even people who take drugs, you still can't find fucking humor in that. that Dude, movie. I watched that sober and I watched it high as shit. I loved it both times. I got to disagree. Okay, that's with the you. second time you're off the show. Stop the show right now. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, uh... it's not my fault. Your taste happens to reek of liver and onions. Mm-hmm. Oh, if you knew me, so, you know I never eat liver. So then, why are all the corpses like that over there, huh? Livers are still intact. Yeah, mm-hmm. sure it is, bud. So, Bert and Spider, Ernie and Scuzz are all boarding up the doors and the windows, just like you do when there's a zombie attack, right? But Scuzz it's gets good his arm. Everybody has so many wood and nails on hand. Uh, yeah, exactly. I, I do like, though, that one of them comments, like, how many fucking windows do you have in this house? It's a house. That's that's why I always said, I've always lived in apartments, and I would rather have a condo than have a house, just for the simple fact of that you're usually the house you have is two stories, right? And yes. your bedroom is on the second floor. Yeah. How the fuck could I sleep? Knowing that I have windows on the first fucking floor that just takes a fucking pebble to break. I don't know. I sleep in my pantry. <laughs> yeah, no. That's I'd... a great idea because you're never going to starve. Tim, I, I sleep yeah, just exactly. fine, sir. <laughs> just fine. Blissfully ignorant to the uh, right. uh, zombie don't outbreak. Don't think about that later on tonight when you're trying to sleep. That It's just so easy to break into your first floor. No, I'm sure it is. I don't live in the neighborhood of this fucking crematorium, though, where apparently, like, everything has been graffitied and the guy that's embalming just needs to carry a piece wherever he goes. Like, I live in a better neighborhood. Everyone just happens to be a carpenter on the side. Well, that's fine. Jesus was a carpenter. I don't know. See, all right, hold on a second. I just think that, wait, does he ever shoot that gun? Yes. Uh, See, I, th- I always thought yeah, that yeah, like, maybe yeah. it had like one bullet in it just for like when he gets that special knock on the door. Mm. No, the dude like fires it off. Like he fires more than that gun should be able to carry. Yeah, when he gets that special crystal knock on the door. So, <laughs> oh my fucking god! Holy shit! Holy fucking shit! Ladies and gentlemen, uh. They get the, uh, I'll, I'll let that one just set for a second. They, uh, somebody reaches in and grabs Scuzz, pulls him out the window a little bit, starts, you know, munching on his dome piece. They try to rip him back through. There's a zombie broad that's holding on and they chopper at the spine and we get 
another one of my favorite practical effects, which is the hacked in half, half zombie puppet mm-hmm. lady that they bring into the building and strap her down to the slab, a la dead girl, but they don't She's got perkier teenage... nipples than Linnea Quigley's character did. It's very you know true. That? Her nipples are much perkier than uh, than Trash's. That's a very Wait, good she point. died young. Ah, apparently, yet she talks like an old lady. <laughs> yeah. Because they're interviewing her. Which yeah, is, I figured I mean... it was implants. And I'm so we... sorry for that one. No, it's fine. We We get, uh, we get Ernie again, just just having this fascination with death. Yeah, that's right. He doesn't want to kill the zombie. He wants to experiment on it. Yeah. But you take yeah. away Ernie. And he says, uh, "Hey, what? Why do you eat people?" And she corrects him. No, 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 no. We don't eat people. Uh, we eat brains. And Tim, we get a motive for the zombies this is a fucking hard-hitting fucking shit right this is like a f- it, serious fucking scene in this movie i mean it hits ernie pretty hard because of his past crimes for sure uh she says yeah because they make the pain go away and it's like what do you mean the pain what pain and she's like the pain of being dead because i can feel my body and myself rotting so if I eat the brains, then the pain goes away. Can I interject for a second? Yeah. I think this. I think that like exact zombie shot for shot was used again in the uh, quote unquote sequel that was really just a redo. Like I'm pretty sure you know the same one that no more brains zombie at the end of oh. two. Yeah, you don't throw this away. This this uh, yeah, exactly. puppet. No, never. Um. That totally makes sense. But Tim, how do you, how do you feel about a zombie having a motive? I again, I remember when I saw this movie in the movie theaters, I did not like this movie at all because it wasn't serious. But when this fucking part comes up I'm like, "Whoa, holy fucking shit. That's like the first time I think in movies that you ever hear anything like that, right? It's usually death is release." Or something like that, but that when you're dead, you still feel fucking pain. You can feel yourself rotting. That's a freaky fucking thought. Yeah. I have something to ask. Sure. Do you you guys know what the uh, name is for the uh, chapel in this crematorium, mortuary place? Uh, Is it Wee Chapel? Wee Chapel of the Dawn, yeah. Which I wonder if that's a reference. Well, it's fucked up. No, because I think either we've already seen it or we're going to, soon we're going to see the Wee Zombie, right? Wee Man got a fucking credit in this movie. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, the little person zombie. No, but no, no, no. Not little person. It's he was an supposed amputee. to be a kid zombie. That's how I read it. But it's played by an amputee, Tim. Like, clearly. Was it? I thought it was just like, I th- literally, I thought it was like Wee Guy. Yeah, I thought it was just like a small dude. I, it could have been. You know what? It's unfortunately back then they didn't really do a lot of really good keeping notes of who acted in bit parts. I like imagine that. it's a lot easier to find a wee person, probably not the right word to say, than it is to find an amputee who would be willing to be in this movie, right? 
don't know. You know. Like if it's like Dawn of the Dead, like there those were real na national That's guard. True, yes. like, those were mm -hmm. real hunters with real guns, and yep. that scene, and they like, used real amputees in that movie too, right? Yep, Pretty in sure, Reanimator, yeah. they used real amputee uh, for the elevator scene. So, uh, wow, horror... fucking see, Uwe Boll was on to something. Yeah, he also had that awesome friggin' boxing match with his reviewers, which I thought was still hilarious. Beat the shit out of Lotax. By the way, fuck Lotax. <laughs> that documentary where they're all these fucking internet movie reviewers are like, yeah, don't it be fun just showing up? Why not? Hey, you all like 55 pounds overweight. I have diabetes. I smoke eight packs of cigarettes a day. What can go wrong <laughs> getting in the ring with some guy I've been shitting on the internet for three years? It's a real Hemingway thing, right? Like, he would famously, like, a critic would shit on his book, and he'd be like, come fight me. You I know? still can't believe you got a fucking interview with that guy. Holy two. Shit. I got two interviews with him. It's a cool yeah, guy. that's right. He came back. Yeah, yeah. Totally. Uh, talked about how to make a really good sour cherry topped uh, waffle in one of them. So that's uh <laughs> interesting cat. You can go to patreon.com forward slash bloody bit, subscribe to our Patreon, and you can get the second interview. The first interview is up for free on the podcast feed, of course. I'd yeah, love if you want that recipe, you got to pay for it, motherfuckers. That, what was that, Potato? I said I'd love to give that dude a handshake. Same, same. I gotta call him back because we're coming up on our one year anniversary. Just, just to to say hi, just have him check in. Can we know? get to do a promo? He already did a promo, Tim. Why don't you play it? Come on, Jesus Christ, I, man! Because I played it once. Why should I do it more than oh, once? Oh, you played it once. Okay, this is like Freebird. Play that shit all the time. Come on. That's true. That's true. It is Freebird. It's the Freebird like of our podcast. With carry on my wayward son. <laughs> uh, see, I would just say dust in the wind. Yeah. Ah, that song, like, that did get played at the concert that was here, but, like, they there were more people going for Carry On My Wayward Son. Of course. Uh, yeah, you know, right, Potato, you're right, because you don't want to end with Dust in the Wind, right? You want to end would, with Carry I would, because I love that song. Yeah. yeah, but you want to you end on a high note. Yeah, you know? that's not exactly a high note, though. That's more, wow, the Supernatural fans are here. Great. Yeah, true. <laughs> Very true. That show should have ended at season eight. Oh, sorry. Uh, I tried. I couldn't get into Super Nintendo. I can't imagine role. a show being good past season four. I made Never it to season eight. 11. It was good in season nine and ten, but season 11 was just where it went bad. Mm, Breaking Bad was good. so It ended the right way, at the right time. Tr uh, Very true. Not the right way, at the right time. I'm glad you corrected yes. that. Uh, so, trash emerges in the cemetery. Because she is now naked zombie. And by the way, we have we seen any other person who got bit by the zombies becoming a zombie? Nope. Nope. Not do we until see the Reeves sequel? Do we see any other in this movie besides? Well, no, Crash? see here's the thing is she wasn't bitten, she was eaten. Mmm, okay. She is suspiciously intact for that. I think she was eaten the other way, guys. Yeah, yeah, I think oh, so. Oh shit, he got, she got a fucking cool zombie. He was like, Ollie Das, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> he was very progressive. It was a progressive old man hungry. zombie. And speaking oh, no. of hungry, dog. we uh, we run into who should be our, our George Flowers uh, character, the bum. I have written down for that horny homeless dude dies. 
Yeah, yeah. This poor homeless guy. I mean, he's just shoving his cart down, and he's just like, oh, there's a naked broad. I'm going to go ahead and take a look. And then she just swoops on him and eats him. The end. I mean, really? Come on. What What's the alternative for him? Getting nuked? Um, I don't know. I've seen Pursuit of Happiness. I suppose he could be <laughs> go and live in a uh, bathroom in some law firm. Or something? Wasn't that what Will Smith did in that? This guy, not the worst way to go out. Mm -hmm. By the way, played by William Stout, who was Tim, Mm, their special effects guy in this movie, as well as Rambo, or as it's otherwise known, First Blood. Oh, the first one. Okay, the good one. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I've still never seen Rambo, any of them. Just watch the first one, you're done. You're fine. Yep. And just imagine that when you watch the first one that he kills himself because that's how it was supposed to be. Yep, yep. That's the answer to it. They fuck with some PTSD nom war vet in a small town and he kills all of them and then that's the end. Forget about the fact that they're like, that guy that just killed an entire sheriff's department in a small town, we need him. (laughs) So we're going to recruit him and ship him off. Death Wish. Yeah, yeah. It's like Death Wish, but mm-hmm. worse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I don't... Yeah, exactly. If you watch the first Death Wish and the first Rambo movie, First Blood, and then you watch the last one of the series, oh god, you cannot get any further away from what the originals were. Yeah, because you in the that, last... You say that, Death Wish 3 exists. Oh, Death believe me. Exists. Believe me, sir, I, I know about Death Wish 3. I don't count any past 3. I don't count any past 3. Potato, oh, you need to tune into a podcast called The Grind Bin. Oh, yeah. If you want to hear people, me, talking about Death Wish, ho, ho, we go over it. Yeah, Eddie has two specialties on the grind bin. Death Wish, and what's the other specialty you have? Incest movies. Any movie where there's incest. (laughs) Some sister fucking, some mother fucking. I guess that's the wrong type of home movies, huh? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it just seems like what they bring me on for. But I, I will say my first... Episode there was Slumber Party Massacre, one of my favorite movies. So isn't that the one with the uh, p- punk rocker with the drill? That, that was also is Slumber guitar? Party Massacre Two, which is not the real. The fake sequel. Yes, that's the fake I liked sequel. It. Slumber Party Massacre One is incredible because the lady that wrote the screenplay for it wrote it as a satire, and then Corman picked it up and made it into a movie, not knowing it was a satire. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> and played it straight, which was perfect. All the scenes where that guy's got a big drill hanging between his legs, nobody nope. picked up on what it was supposed to mean. What's the subtext of that? I don't know. No clue. Mm. Yeah. I know what it is, clearly. Clearly yeah. it's talking about spaying and neutering your dogs. Yeah. yeah, Bob Barker. He was a big proponent of that movie. So Definitely. the dis- <laughs> I love that they, they send uh, cops to the morgue, too, by the way. And uh, the cops, no idea what to do. They just start shooting. (laughs) Immediately they get eaten. And another one, another zombie just goes up there and is like, that's cool. Uh, Send some more cops. We're hungry. Helicopter shows up. That wasn't even like regular zombie. That's why I said, how does a Civil War zombie know the word cops? Yeah, that's the old one that was eating uh, Linnea. And yeah, how would he know the word cops? Exactly. Clearly, Doesn't he got matter. through osmosis. 
Jesus oh, Christ. Boy. Wow. Okay. Well guess, done, guess sir. Guess who's going to be back on the show? Well, yeah, I'm, of course. I mean, come on. That kind of wordplay? That's what we're all here for. Helicopters hovering around, but it can't do anything but tell everybody to be calm. <laughs> Which is like, what? You want us to calm down? They're, they're fucking eating motherfuckers down here, dude. They're calling in for backup because they're hungry. We cut into Frank and Freddy and they're in a huge, terrible amount of pain. And they're like, all right, we gotta, we gotta move these fuckers into some place else. And Tina's like, well, I'm gonna follow Freddy because I'm not gonna be away from him. One thing you gotta say about Tina, that fucking bitch is ride or die. Oh right? yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. For real. Because they move him into the chapel. Freddy is in pain. He's like, oh, I heard, uh, I heard, I heard. She's like, well, what do you need? What do you need? He's like, I need, uh, I'm going to eat your brain. Wait a minute, though. Like, weren't they also drooling blood and shit? Like, they... Oh, yeah. Yeah. They, I mean, nothing was going right with their bodies. Like, <laughs> this, this is just well, all. Well, they don't need blood anymore, right? Yeah, they're, they're all sorts of fucked up. I still question, though, something. What's that? Like, uh, Frank, how the hell did he stay sane, like, to get to the point where he did? Like, how the hell did he stay more human than Freddy? Because he's Especially older. He was... uh, still, though, you'd think, like, where he was older, he'd turn quicker, you know, being a bit more infirm and all that shit. Maybe, yeah. I, that's, a, that's a good question. I, I don't know. Maybe he had true love, because we'll find out that he never turns. Yeah, that or like when you consider that in the fact that a lot of horror movies, old ladies happen to be either super mom or whatever, and regular old ladies. Like, maybe it's just one of them scenarios where he just happened to get the old lady gene while still being a man. <laughs> Could be, yeah, because he, uh, he, he does the smart thing, right? In that he kind of goes to the crematorium, takes his wedding ring off, kisses it, says he's sorry. Climbs in and uh, hits the button and burns himself alive, quote unquote. That, uh, that takes some discipline, right? Because that shit, just pulling that fucking uh, table out has got, has got to be fucking hot. Yeah, well, but... I don't think he could feel anything, though, until he actually got in. Oh, you know, good point. There you go. That's, yeah, that's true. Plus, I mean, the other issue is that, isn't this what started this whole mess? Was cremating infected yes, bodies right. like yeah. this? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they don't know that. Yeah. So Spider's getting hysterical and Ernie two pieces his ass with a couple of slaps to calm him down. Like, look, you you gotta chill, dude. And they're like, All right, we're Yeah, great scene uh with the Nazi smacking uh the only black person in the entire cast, right? <laughs> okay. I mean, yeah, to be fair, that's not great. But that that that's fine though, because Ernie breaks his leg or his foot, right? And, and... Yeah, this is the weakest fucking foot break I've ever seen in any movie, right? Yeah. So I'm like, he... you know what? I think he's trying to run a fucking insurance scam. <laughs> so this this is where this is where you know he tells Bert that that you know you, you owe me, so uh, you 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 got to come back for me, right? Come back Wait alive and uh... and rescue me after you you go out into the police car. Wait, wait a minute. You mentioned police cars and all that, but what if what he really wanted Bert to do was slash three out of four tires for the insurance scam? Oh, could be. 
You no. owe me, motherfucker. You said whatever. Yeah, whatever. And whatever. This is not the worst whatever I can come up with. Trust me. I mean, to be fair, though, he does wreck the car. So Bird and Spider jump out into the car. They try to keep the mob off of them with like a baseball bat and a crowbar. They get out to the police car. They drive off. And I love that immediately Bert's move is like, yeah, no, we're just going to keep driving. <laughs> like, fuck this noise. It's, it's the right move to do, right? Because as soon as they get into that fucking car, they're swamped. There's yeah. no way that they're going to be able to pull up to that door, open up the door, and let those other people into the car. So, yeah, the best thing is whoever gets to the car gets the fuck out of town and gets the police, right? Right. That I mean, you've got to do something, right? At this point, your your people are fucked it, back there unless you can get help. So... They go to drive off and they're like, all right, we're going to we're going to bust out of our little area. We're going to go to town, get to the first phone we can. Everything's going to be cool. But no, because then they see that this little uh, zombie outbreak might be a little bigger than they expected. Because they drive to the main road and they get to town and there are hundreds of zombies. So Spider and Bird are like, nah, we're fucked. Flip a bitch. And let's uh, crash this police car into the Unita building. Fuck it, let's go Vegas. Real quick. Yeah, I mean, that would have been the better move, right? Like, just find a direction where there's nobody you're going to run over and keep going. Either that, or we need to drive someplace where we can find a refrigerator that we can hide in. (laughs) Yeah. The only thing with refrigerators, though, is... With some, you can it, like people can get into there and close them, but they can't get it back out. It worked like, for Indiana Jones. I was just gonna, if it works for Indiana Jones, I'm okay with it because now that that was like a 1940s or 1950s refrigerator, so they were like extra unsafe. I'm sure today's refrigerator is a little bit more safe. Yeah, I wouldn't know. I don't tend to climb into refrigerators. Yeah, if you're a listener, climb into your refrigerator real quick. See how long you can hang out in there. With then... a partner on the other side of the refrigerator, right? Yeah, yeah. Always Whatever with a partner. Do, don't bang the doors. Yeah. So then we get the zombie cops. And, and the zombie cop is preparing for this, this ambush, right? Because finally the cops are coming in, mm-hmm. right? And they're they're gonna wreck everything. They're they're gonna they're gonna figure it all out. Spider and Bert they crashed into the Unita building. They're inside there. They're hiding, and the cops they set up this big police. That's like a convoy, I would say, uh, like like a barricade where they're all coming down. And the captains, like he doesn't understand what's going on here. Everybody parks their car. They're all lined up very conveniently with brush or forest on either side of them. I I have a question. Yeah. Wait, are you finally backtracking for a second? Sure. Good. The way that Frank went into the incinerator was oddly sensual. Did you notice that? No, go for it. Like, the way he did it, like, even with the music, it seemed almost like they were trying to play it as a sort of weirdly pornographic scene. I don't know if that was just me thinking that, but, like, the way he did it, the way he crawled in, the way he moved, and I'm not saying that in some sort of weird fetish way, so please do not construe it that way, but just, like, it was weird. Like, they were playing some music that was, all, like, quite sensual. Hmm. I'll have to go like back it, and re, re, re-watch it for the music that they were playing, but... 
I guess it was like I'm him. I'm going to Pornhub right now. Hold on a second. Okay. Maybe it oh, was like him. There it is. To... There's a scene. There you go. Maybe it was him like trying to climb back into the womb, maybe. Like it was an unbirth scene or something. I don't know, I... man. That's not my scene. I don't know why you had to bring Vor into the context. But hey, if you want to do that, more power oh, to you. I didn't say Vor, sir. <laughs> that's, ba- that's the fucking same thing nowadays, man, with all different subcategories. As if Gibby the porn clown wasn't bad enough to be sent to me. <laughs> so uh yeah i guess i you know what listeners if you think that the, the it was very sexual him climbing into the crematorium fire wait, wait, after no. he, not he kissed... sexual sensual okay okay if you didn't get necessarily it was more sensual <laughs> sensual shut up him <laughs> uh so yeah the zombies just easily fucking ambush these stupid cops from either side of the barricade, need all of them. Well, yeah, because you have the one dummy cop who's holding up the flashlight, right? Like leaving yeah, all the like cops. Yeah, like an there. idiot. What the fuck was he doing? No, he's a smart. He's already turned into a zombie. He knows what the deal is, right? Get them there. Get them out of the cars. True. That's yeah, and true. Yeah, where he knows yeah. the SOP, he like, and the way he had that, you know, like, as a zombie, they probably practice that shit too, just to make sure. Yeah, that's that's a good point. These zombies, man. Way better organized than all the humans. Until now. Until Bert finally calls the phone number, stenciled on the outside of the original zombie containers, and he reaches out to who? The guy we forgot about from the second scene, General Glover. Lamb Chop, yeah. You know know what his full name apparently is? Hmm. Horace Glover. Because, like, she called him Horace, and where we heard Glover last time, that's the only reason I say Horace Glover. Okay. Like, I might be wrong, but that's just what it's, what, like, I assume the dude's name is, you know, we're General Glover, and she says Horace. Yeah, I guess that is his, that's a hell of a name. That's not a pet name, so it's gotta be his real name. Horace Glover? Maybe. <laughs> oh shit! Maybe go. this dude's just fisting whores. I don't know. So Glover's got a Without plan, a glove. though. Well, but it's Glover though, so there's got to be one. Nah, it's so they are the gloves. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Each of your limbs is one of my puppets. So he, uh, Bert, calls Glover and's like, "Look, man, you got to help us out." The uh, I'm going to tell you everything that happened. These idiots open these barrels. That has nothing to do with me. It's not my chemical uh, company or anything. We're we're cool. But there's a zombie outbreak going on here in Louisville, Kentucky. Glover's like, oh, okay, cool, cool. I'm on it. And uh, hangs up. So Bert tells Spider, he's like, that's yeah, cool. Glover said he's got a plan. Spider's like, I, hmm, I don't know if I like that idea. <laughs> Spider is the smartest motherfucker in this whole movie. The only smart human mm-hmm. in this fucking... Well, except for maybe the millet... Well, kind of the military. Well, I no, mean, he hangs out with those people, so... True. He's the smartest person. But. He is hanging out with suicide. That's a good He's point. He's the one brain cell of the entire group. Yeah. Oh, maybe that's why they were all trying to get Freddy, because he's the one with a job. So that, that's money, right? They keep him around because he's got the one brain cell... They keep suicide around because he's got a car. They keep trash around because he can see her tits and her, her Barbie bump. Because she always gets naked. That's the best yeah. thing, right? And the rest of them, I forgot most of their names, so who cares? So, Deflated Captain America. Somewhere on a remote hilltop, 
Sergeant Gilberston is told to prepare. And he pulls out what they call a super gun. <laughs> now, Tim. This is the gun that fucking Franklin Jella built for Iran, right? Or Iraq? In that HBO movie? Yeah, dude. Th- so I've, I've heard of RPGs before, right? The rocket propelled mm-hmm. grenade. I've never heard of an RPN before. <laughs> Well, I forgot this part because I always remember it as like a fucking airplane dropping the bomb or like a, a, a fucking, uh, you know, something shooting the missile out. Not a fucking fucking uh, artillery gun. 126 miles away. Mm-hmm. And if extremely well animated one, like for the time. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, that's true. Yeah. Pretty, pretty silly for sure. I... I do remember, though, Tim, a specific kind of a grind binny movie that had one of the best endings to a movie ever <laughs> that ended with somebody pulling out a Derringer that shot off an RPG. It did... uh, that... Oh, shit. That's right. This is Blood Deaths this... Zombies. Yeah, this is the zombie Blood Deaths. So this dude just fires off. A bazooka that's got a... It's a banuka is what, what it is. <laughs> <laughs> this is what happens in Call of Duty when you go on like a 15 kill streak oh, and you get that shit. special weapon. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You're in Nuketown. You get the 15 fucking... Oh, my God. Yeah, the guided nuke. Exactly. So Glover gets this report back after he fires this nuke off that blows up their town, clearly. And the, the report he gets back is like, hey, it's, it's cool. Uh, there's a death toll of less than 4,000 people. So it's all good. Mm-hmm. It's what? Oh, yeah. The fires that are going on out there. Don't, don't worry, worry about those fires because guess what? It's raining. Yeah, it's raining. And it's acid rain, too. It's not like a big deal, but it'll keep yeah, people away. Yeah, that's right, Mr. Uh, not President. Uh, well, who is this? Probably the Secretary of State he's talking to, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, this reports that the rain is burning people, but I wouldn't worry about that at all. Yeah. Could you find just me backtracking like... again? I apologize sure. for this. No, go for I... it. When Horace was being called, did you see his wife panicking in the background? No, I didn't catch that. Wow. Like, seriously, though, like, she had this look of panic on her face, like, even had her hands going towards her heart near the end of the talk. Well, I'm oh, sure, shit. because she's lived with this guy for, like, what, 25, 30 years, where she knows when, when this phone call comes, it's fucked up. Yeah, that's true, because this Snafu. whole... The whole gig for this dude is that he's waiting for them to find out what happened to these two fucking barrels, basically. Right. It's almost like he has a no-show job from the mob, right? Get to yeah. live in that big fucking house and just oh, have to wait for these barrels to show up somewhere. Yep, yep. One day we're going to call you. But until then, you're cool. You're getting paid. You live in a nice big pad. But we will uh, call you one day. Wow, it's like La Femme Nikita. Mm-hmm. Except he doesn't have to uh, do anything. They just call him to tell him what happened, basically. So, uh, yeah, he says, yeah, the rain's going to put the fires out. It'll irritate some people. But then, while he's talking, we see the effects of that acid rain back on the cemetery, and we see more corpses being woken up by the chemical. I feel bad and... for all the people bait and switched. I apologize. Sorry. 
Yeah, no worries, man. And that is it for Return of the Living Dead because they're going to re-re-return coming up here in uh, part two, but not really because, yeah, kind Does of a false... Does part two have anything to do with this or it's just as another zombie movie? It's got the dudes who played Frank and Freddy as the prominent beginning characters again. Yeah, but it's not like a true sequel, I wouldn't say. Like you said, Potato, it's more like kind of almost remake-y. It's weird. It's like how Evil Dead and Evil Dead 2 kind of work. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, Tim, what did you think of Return of the Living Dead? Uh, it's a movie that uh, it made me do a turnaround on. Like, uh, Freddy got fingered for some reason, <laughs> right? Look at that. I didn't like that movie at all. But then uh, after watching it a couple of times on video and then DVD, and then I'm probably sure it's been on Amazon, something like that. I've enjoyed it more as uh, time has gone by. I can appreciate the humor now with uh, the real zombies mixed into it. Yeah. Of course you enjoy a movie with a horse getting jacked off. Why am I not surprised? <laughs> Freddy Got Fingered is one of the best postmodern comedy movies. I hated that movie until Eddie fucking finally he turned me around. You're never going to get me to turn on Super Troopers. That movie fucking sucks. But You'll Freddy Got Fingered is funny. It's, the title is Freddy Got Fingered, and it's literally the uh, finger in his asshole. It's not that he got blamed for something. It's the, oh my, it's so funny. Potato, what Return of the Living Dead? What what's what? Where where do you rank it in zombie movie uh, in the pantheon? I'd put it way above Night of the, of the Living Dead. Mm. But, oh, you back like, off the show. God damn it. <laughs> hey, man, like, I like the movie for what it does. I will always respect that film for what it does. But, like, it's not a good zombie movie. Dead silence. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, like, but I'll... Return of the Living Dead, probably, like, number two. Wow. What would you say is number one for you for a zombie movie, then? The Other Side from 2014. Wow. I gotta hey, check that man, movie out. I think out. somebody needs to put that on the blood bank. Maybe we will put it in the blood bank. Return of the Living Dead, like I said, me, top five zombie movies. I, I get what you're saying with Night of the Living Dead. Like, Night of the Living Dead is an incredible zombie movie. I don't have to watch it once every two years, though. This, I can totally see just throwing on. It's like a popcorn movie. You know what I mean? It's potato chips. You can tune into it. You can tune out of it. And, I mean, it's kind of telling a story, but mostly you're there for the fun. You know what I mean? You, you've and got the, the nudity. Don't forget the nudity. Well, Tim, I'm trying not to keep bringing up the nudity because now I have plausible deniability when I watch it repeatedly. Okay, true. <laughs> uh, yeah, but no, definitely in my top five of zombie movies. For sure. And man, I, I think that's about all there is to say about it for now. So, Potato. Oh no, if, you said my name. People. <laughs> want to pay attention to you on the internet, or if there's something you think people need to pay attention to on the internet, what would that be? Well, first, check out the podcast, guys. This shit is awesome. What podcast? Like, this podcast right here. Well, they're never listening a more friendly... to it. Yeah, exactly. Check out the rest of it. <laughs> like, there is never a more friendly crowd of podcast interviewers you're going to find. Like, I'm just well, saying it you. right now. Well, thank you. I'm glad you enjoyed it. But what about you? Is there anything you create or want people to pay attention to? Uh, yeah, I have a Twitch channel, which uh, the username, all in lowercase, sentient, spelled S-E-N-T-I-E-N-T, -E -E then there's an underscore, and then potato, 
and for those of you who spell about as well as I do sometimes, P-O-T-A-T-O, and then another underscore, uh, twitch.tv slash sentient underscore potato. That would be my Twitch channel. I try to stream every weekday, excluding Sundays, a vacation day, or a sick day. Or there's also Discord, where I am sentient, then there's a space, potato, pound sign, or hashtag for the young ones, uh, 0923. Okay, and Tim, anything you want people to pay attention to on the internet, sir? Uh, Our show, our Patreon, and uh, just check out the Grind Bin and uh, Mm -hmm. Mustachio Podcastio. If I'm not on it, they're still good shows. If I'm on it, they're better shows. Yeah. Check out our sister podcast, The Grind Bin, at patreon.com forward slash grindbin, mustachioed podcastio on all your podcast trackers. If you like what we do, please give your money to the Rainbow Railroad this month because we have enough money. They need your support, though, because they're trying to help um, poor queer and trans people get out of situations that are dangerous for them. So if you could give them a little bit of money, that's great. And if you have any money left after that, go to patreon.com forward slash bloody bits but know that this month we're giving that money to them anyway so it's kind of a moot point but subscribe to us anyway because you know there's so much more content you've got the blood bank you've got our bonus episodes you've got me you can just talk to me i guess i don't know what's your phone number uh three two three four the axe and ladies and gentlemen i think that this is how we end it (laughs) 